Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Data on Tolbert Show. I am your host, Data on Tolbert, back live for a great show tonight. It's Keeping It Real Fridays, and I feel like keeping it extra real tonight. All right, everyone's been talking about this, you know, this Beyonce phenomenon. It's like every time it's a, whether it's a surprise album, uh, you know, an hour-long video special, you know, I mean, her taking a crap on the toilet. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. It becomes national news. It becomes a media frenzy, a social media frenzy. And so we're going to just spend a little bit of time talking tonight about Beyonce's new album, this whole lemonade thing. And, you know, if you guys are familiar with me and, you know, what I do, what we do here on the show, we're not just going to talk about it from a, you know, from a gossip standpoint. We're not just going to sensationalize it, but we're going to talk about it from a spiritual standpoint. We're going to talk about it from a social standpoint, from a, a parental standpoint. You know, what what message, you know, is being sent? What is the overall effect that this whole thing is having on society? What effect is it having on the church from a spiritual standpoint? We're going to talk about it uh, just from a real perspective. You know, you know, we, we live in a society that um, really just glamorizes negativity. And, you know, and when I say society, I mean the media, I mean the government, I mean just, you know, everything. It's like, they t- it's it's all backwards it's like anything that's negative is literally made to be the best thing in the world anything that's positive or when i say positive i mean spiritually positive you know godly positive it's you know it's made to be quote unquote politically incorrect or wrong in some way and so we just want to talk about it how things should be talked about you know it's like people are you know they're being brainwashed they're being manipulated influenced and so we just want to talk about it from from a you know a biblical standpoint you know how things should be and how I'd like to see them get back to being so that's what we're going to do we're going to do that we're going to talk about uh, what's going on in the, in the world uh, you know our segment that has become very popular over the last several months just kind of like you know interesting topics hot topics that are are being discussed you know, on a, on a national level, but we, you know, we're going to talk about it from a different perspective. So we're going to do that, and there's a lot going on in the world right now. So we're going to do that. Give you guys a little bit of an update on um, what's going on with the political race. We've been talking a lot of politics lately, so we're going to do a little bit of that. Um, a little bit later on, we're going to do Ask State on Advice Hour. A lot of a uh, lot of great topics. A uh, couple great questions that I believe will help shed a lot of light on just what we're here for, which is, you know, how to have love, how to understand men, you know, men understanding women, women understanding men, what's really going on in our minds. So we're going to do that a little bit later on towards the end of the show. All right. You guys are welcome, as always, to call in with any comments or questions, feedback, whatever, 646-200-0366. If you have something to say, hit the number one on your keypad or just feel free to listen. You know, talk amongst yourselves. You know how we do it. Courtney is here with me tonight. Courtney, how are you? I am doing well. It's good to be back on another Friday to do Keeping It Real Fridays. People really enjoy, you know, those shows just to kick back and relax and listen to us. So, Yeah, you know, over the years, and you guys know this is, you know, our, our – or really like our 11th year last year we celebrated 10 years being on you know in in talk radio and um you know and if you guys have been following this you know different nights 
have, I mean, a lot of it is my schedule, a lot of it is popularity, a lot of just different things have influenced what nights were live. Some nights, I remember one time me and Gerald, we said, we're just going to go hard and, and be live seven nights, you know, we did it like every night for a week, which was a crazy stretch, which was really good. Um, but, you know, as of late, uh, keeping it real Fridays has just been popping. You know what I mean? It's worked out for me. It's worked out for Courtney. You guys have responded well to it. And I think the last several Fridays, I think the last, well, we did maybe a Saturday Night Live, I believe, a couple weeks ago. But the last several uh, weeks we've been doing Keeping It Real Fridays. And so I've been having a lot of fun. We've, you know, given you guys some really great information. So um, I plan on doing the same thing tonight. I want to just give a quick shout out. I know last Friday we were live. Uh, you know, good show. But for a not so good, you know, reason, we came and we did our our tribute to Prince. All right, it was a Keeping It Real Friday, specifically dedicated to discussing uh, the life and and the work of of Prince. Um, talking, you know, a lot about the the you know reasons that potentially and possibly could have led to his death, and just you know just what the the uh how the industry works and you know it's kind of like one plus one equals two if you understand a number of things if you understand how uh, the entertainment industry works if you understand how the music industry works if you understand how just you know what's required of being a celebrity in general how that whole thing works you can kind of connect the dots um as far as the whole prince uh situation is concerned and um it's just it's a lot of good information so shout out to everybody who tuned into that show last friday if you missed it check out the archives on iTunes at danontolbertshow.com any feedback that you got personally Courtney about last night's show one of my personal uh favorites actually um in regards to the prince show i know that a lot of people enjoyed that. Well, they enjoy all the shows, but um, but specifically that one, a lot of people were feeling it. You know, because a lot of people are, you know, there are a lot of Prince fans out there, and then also a lot of people don't know about what goes on in the industry. So I think that was, you know, people really enjoyed it for that reason. You know, and I told you guys last week that, you know, we, we, we've been there to just discuss so many different uh, unfortunate deaths like the death of Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Bobby Christina, you know, just over the years just talking about um, talking about them from a perspective that you won't hear, you know, other places. You know, if you look, I mean, people have been talking about Prince for the last couple of weeks, right, or over the last week, I should say, and if you look at, you know, the radio shows, the TV shows, news broadcasts, and then you actually go back and listen to our show, right, you're not, you know, it's it's an obvious difference and so that's the type of stuff that we try to bring you in um and one of the things that just to kind of start tonight's show because we have a lot to talk about so i want to jump right into it but if you look at there was a video that i posted on my uh my facebook page and it was of prince on the jay leno show i mean excuse me uh the tonight show with uh with uh no what the heck was yeah well yeah jay leno right yeah and he was he was just kind of talking to him about um how the industry works you know, and I posted the link. Hopefully, you guys get. I mean, like, really watch it because there's a lot of people. They love Prince's music, right? And we talked about this last week. They they love the music, but they don't understand. They don't know anything about Prince. I, and I'm I didn't realize this, but just talking to people, just posting different things, and I'm like seeing that people literally had no idea who or what Prince was. 
They think he was some kind of sex fiend, some kind of, you know, this musician. I mean, he was so much more than that. I mean, this guy was political. I mean, he talked so much about the exact same things we talk about on this show, the exact same things. He more than more than really probably any mainstream celebrity that I've ever uh, seen. Who you know he revealed so much stuff, which is ultimately most likely why he's you know not here anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, so if you look at that link, he was on the Tonight Show, just pretty much talking about how the industry works, how they just rape these you know these artists you know with these contracts, and he was one of the only celebrities, him and Michael Jackson, to be honest, who got into it, right? They got into the industry, found out the hard way what it, how it really works. And Prince said, "Oh hell no, I'm not doing that." He's like, "Oh, this is how you want to do? Or you you want me to make all this music, and for you to take it, what what percentage? You want to give me what? You want me to sell my what? No, oh, whoa, 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 I, no, I'm not doing that." And then he and he just kind of rejected it. You know what I'm saying? And and he spoke about the reasons why he rejected it, and that is why he was. Ostracized. That's why he was labeled as a quote unquote weirdo. It's like, yeah, people loved him, but that as far as the media was concerned, it's kind of like Michael Jackson. The media labeled Michael Jackson as a weirdo. Yeah, people loved him, but he was still labeled that way, and they did the same thing to Prince. And we talked about last week the real reasons why Prince changed his name to an unpronounceable symbol and all that type of stuff. So definitely check out these links. And, you know, it's, you know, we talk, I mean, just to get a little bit deeper, but not too deep because. You know, we'll we'll say that for another time, but and, and we've done it before. But you guys should know by now, you know how this stuff works. What happens when you reject the the natural stream, the natural flow of things in the industry? I mean, if you look at the Simpsons episode that I posted the link of on my timeline recently, I mean, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, that's a crazy coincidence." It's not a coincidence that they have all these these. These things, you know, you got Donald Trump back in the day running for president. You got, um, I mean, it's just so much. There's so many things that have been foreshadowed throughout time. So many references to 9-11. So many, you know, Donald Trump. You got Prince. What, what do they say? They just, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, yeah, we, we got this celebrity. They're like, uh, he, he just doesn't, he's not doing what we want him to do. They're like, well, what's the problem you have with him? They're like, well, it's that he's alive. <laughs> They're like, oh. They're like, yeah, so we want you to kill him. So you see, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have this celebrity who's actually Prince, who's not doing what, quote-unquote, they want him to be doing. So they have someone, Homer Simpson, you know, they, you know he kills him. But, uh, again, it's, 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 you know, it's done as a joke. But if you understand how society works, if you understand how the industry works, anyone historically who has gone against the grain after, you know, signing your life away – you know, whether it's Lauren Hill, I mean, the list goes on and on. You're either going to be thrown in jail, you're either going to be made to look crazy, your, your reputation and name will be tarnished, or, you know, you'll be killed. And so, you know, that's whether it's fictionalized in a cartoon type of way or you see it playing out on actual, the, you know, the news in real life, it's all the same. And so we're just going to continue, and we've been talking about this. We'll continue to talk about it. And as these celebrities just drop off like flies, eventually, hopefully, people will start to connect the dots and be like, wow, you know what I mean? At what point do we really start to listen? At what point do we really start to get it? So, I mean, any thoughts on that, uh, Courtney, real quick before we keep it moving? I mean, that, that those links were crazy. Yeah, they were. And, 
it, it's just it's not a coincidence that you know there have there just so happened to be an episode of The Simpsons that depicted Prince being killed, and then you know fast forward you know a couple of decades, and then now this happens, and you know I, and you see what's going on in in the news as far as you know, what they're trying to say happened. You know, he had a drug overdose. I saw I was in a store, and, um, you know, one of the tabloid magazines, the cover said he died from AIDS. So it's like a whole bunch of, like, different things that are, you know, theories that they're, you know, saying, but it does not add up. And so you have to just really pay attention. You know, I'll tell you guys something. You know, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, you know, and that, if you just look at the, and we've talked about this, you know, just you know, so so many times in so many different uh, ways, but just really think, you know, historically, the 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 figures historically who have truly represented change, okay, and I'm not talking about that whole Barack Obama fake change. I'm not, no, not talking about that. I'm talking about people who've actually changed, like Prince, changed the music industry forever. He changed, you know. He he is was the first real celebrity who, on that level, who really, you know, stood up to the record companies on that level and said, "Whoa, whoa, you want to take my? You want me to record this music? No, I'm going to keep my music. I'm going to keep the rights to my music, and you're either going to pay me for my music, or it's just not going to be released. And you know, and that's just what it is. And so, you know, ever since, and that's where you saw people like Michael Jackson you know, fighting for his publishing and so many other artists. But that was all done because Prince Prince paved the way and, you know, and so many other things that he did um, in the music industry that paved their uh, the way. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate um, that we had to lose someone like that. Um, but make no mistake about it, let's not feel sorry for people, you know, because, you know, again, I like Prince, but at the end of the day, the Bible says, you know what I'm saying? The Bible says that we are not to love the world or things of the world. You understand? And so when you willingly and literally sign your life away for that lifestyle, no matter what you do after you get into it and see what it's really hitting for, you know what I'm saying? You're like, whoa, I'm not feeling it. You still have taken that oath. You still have signed away. You know what I mean? You still sign on that dotted line, which the Bible says we're not supposed to do at all. You understand that? So it kind of, you know, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. What else is going on? Like I said, I want to talk a little politics, not too much, though. But um, I'm hearing, I mean, I know you guys, have, you know, around the country, different parts of the country have been um, voting this whole time. But here in Pennsylvania, I'm in Philly, um, we just had our uh, the primary for for the, uh, you know, the, you know, race race for president. And um, Hillary Clinton versus Bernie Sanders, and I was just kind of talking. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people are angry that Hillary Clinton, uh, that people are voting for Hillary Clinton as opposed to Bernie Sanders. And you know, I, it, you know, I'm not going to say I'm angry. And I, just, I this is really all I want to say about it. Here's the thing, and this is just with any election. You know, you hear people saying, "Vote, vote, vote." You got to go vote. Oh, did you vote? Did you vote? Did you vote? And I'm looking like, yo, like. It's weird. People have become so conditioned to to you know pressure people into voting, to manipulate people, to to bully people into voting, and, you know. But it's not. It's not. It's amazing that people really try to make it seem like like you're doing something for a positive cause. 
right? I mean, they really want you to feel that way. They, maybe some people even believe that. But the reality is they want you to vote for who they want you to vote for. I mean, that's really what it is, and it's amazing that nobody really talks about it like that. It's like, oh, yeah, yo, did you vote today? Did you vote today? Yo, you better go vote. Yo, what's up? You voting? Your coworkers, your family. Yo, hurry up. Yeah, let's go vote. But when you say, yeah, that, yeah, I'm voting today. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm on my way to vote for Trump. they like, what? They want to fight you. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's like, whoa, what you, I, I thought you wanted me to vote. I thought voting was my constitutional responsibility. Right, but it's no nobody wants you to vote when you're not voting for who they want you to vote for, and so all I'm saying is we got to get back to people having free will. We got to get back because that's really ironically why people don't vote because people are voting. They people no one wants to just do something. You ever just try to tell a child to do something? You know what I'm saying? They don't want to do it because they don't understand why you're telling them to do it. But when you get a child to buy in to what you want them to, even if it's just you're going to put a foot up their butt if they don't do it, that's at least you know a reason to buy in. But it's better to be like, hey, look, this is why I want you to do this. This is the benefit of you doing it. Then, yeah, the child or whoever can buy into it. But these kids out here, the, the youth, I mean, you got to look at where less than, listen, less than half of all registered vo- black voters, you know, or excuse me, less than ha- we'll put it like this. I mean, it's a different number of different ways we could put it, but for right now, I'll just say there's a small percentage of African American registered voters who actually vote. Most blacks aren't even registered to vote. Less than half of all blacks are even registered to vote. It's an even smaller percentage of those registered who actually vote, which is which is horrible and horrendous considering the struggles that we went through, you know, our ancestors, okay? But that's a problem in and of itself. But my, what I'm saying is we got to get back to at least educating people on why they should vote. Forget voting. I don't care if you vote or not. I'm more concerned with people understanding, one, the voting process, the electoral process, you see what I'm saying? Understanding the pe- the the platform of the candidates. You guys understand that the vast. I mean, and listen, I voted, right? But I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I, you know, you you know, because it's not just Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump or Ted Cruz that you're voting for. You guys know as well as I do. If you've ever voted, most people haven't. But if you've ever voted, you know there's a whole bunch of names on that on that that, that ballot, that electronic ballot. You don't know what you, you just go in there pressing buttons. Keep it real with you, because I'm an educated dude. I'm an intelligent dude, and I know what I'm talking about. And even some of those people, I don't know what I'm doing. I know there have been times where I've actually pressed buttons. So you know, if I've really actually pressed buttons, I know for a fact there's a lot of just random button pressing going on out there. Okay, and and so you got, and we're educated people. Imagine all the uneducated people, all the ignorant niggas out there who don't know nothing about nothing. Imagine what they're doing. So we got to get out of that. Let's start educating people on the press. Don't just tell people to vote. Don't just make them feel stupid for not voting because that's why they just won't even vote. And then they'll lie to you and be like, oh, yeah, I voted. Knowing darn well they didn't vote. Who were they voting for? You know darn well that they don't know know, who who these candidates are or what they stand for. And if they don't know, they're not going to vote. 
and which there's so much fronting out there. Rather than just being like, hey, look, yeah, hey, I want to vote, I registered the vote, but honestly, I didn't do my research. So what do you think? Like, who do you, who, you know, what I'm saying, like, who, who's good to vote for this time? Like, what do they, you know? Let's encourage people to do their research to make them excited to vote. Because watch this: when you have the knowledge, when you have the knowledge of what who someone is and what they stand for, then you're gonna want to, you know, actually exercise your right to vote. You know what I'm saying? But when you don't know, you you don't care. So I mean, I don't know, man. I could talk about that forever, but I know we got other stuff to talk about. But this whole voting process is a joke. It's a joke for so many reasons. It's a joke. It's I mean we 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 you know we act like we care, but there's so many people. There's such a small 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 percentage of educated people in our community who actually do their research, who actually care. And I'm probably the only person in the world who's going to actually say this, but you guys know it and I know it, and we got to we got to start caring. We got to start being educated. No, I mean there's so many people who have no idea how the how the this whole process even works. There's so many people who have no idea what a primary is. There's so many people who have no idea what a caucus is. There's so many people who have no idea what even a freaking congressman is. You know, there's a city council. They have no idea what this stuff even means. You guys know it and I know it, and that's a joke. We collectively are a joke, and until we stop being a joke, we cannot expect our leaders to respect us. We cannot expect the police departments to respect us. We got to stop being the laughing stock, okay? And I'm just keeping it honest today. You know, it's keeping it real fried. We've been doing this for a few weeks now, so there's no time to start front. I mean, Courtney, am I lying? You live here in Philly now. You see what goes on out here. I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you do see, and I do see, um, what's going on in our communities. And um, unfortunate that a lot of us aren't doing our research um, but I'll say this, on a national scale, you know, I can see why some, this is a very small percentage of those that don't vote, because they know how it works, because they know that they're going to elect the person who they want to in any way, no matter what you do. That's a small percentage, but then there are people that don't vote just because they just don't feel like it. And then even like in their respective communities, but they don't vote for those that can make changes in their own communities. They just kind of just say whatever, and then they do what they want to. And it's no coincidence that we still see, you know, it's like a, a cyclical process of just crime. It's just, and it's getting worse and worse because no one is caring about, they're not care, caring about anything but themselves and their own self-interest. So that's the unfortunate part of it. It is what it is. It's very unfortunate. Guys, if you're just tuning in, man, we're, we're talking, this is Keeping It Real Fridays. We're talking about right now everything that's going on in the world. There's a lot going on in the world. A little bit later, we're going to talk about Beyonce, this whole lemonade. I promise you don't want to miss that. There's so much I got to say about it. And you guys know, early on in this this show's history, you know, you spent, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about people like Beyonce. We spent a lot of time talking about Steve Harvey. As of late, you haven't heard as much. Um, I think you know if you you know you know how I feel. You know what, what you know. And so we haven't done a lot of that lately. Um, but which is not to say that our views have changed. My views have changed. It's just like you know, at, at some point, what else can you say? But tonight, we're gonna really get back to the essence of you know how I feel about certain people, certain things, and um, you know, I think it's, it's gonna, a lot of stuff that just needs to be said. And um, so yeah, 
But yeah, as far as um, you know, what's going on in the world, you know, just politics. Like I said, I don't have a lot to talk about regarding politics tonight. Um, you know, Donald Trump, everyone's still in this whole thing, media propaganda, kind of, you know, just is you know, same old stuff. Everyone's, oh, I'm afraid of Donald Trump. I'm just afraid. It's you know, it's just a joke. It's just ridiculous. And you know, it just, you know, it's it's all about the media's influence. You know, because people, let me just, and this, I thought about this earlier. Let me just tell you all this one thing. I don't know if people understand, and I really have been thinking about this. I've been thinking about, I'm 38 years old. I've been thinking about my life. I'm look, I've been watching the news. I've followed politics my whole life. And I don't, I don't think people understand that things right now on so many different levels are literally as bad as they could possibly get. Okay, they're as bad as they've been. They're as bad as they, this administration is as bad as it could possibly get. People, a lot of people don't see it that way, but when you look at it from a a couple of different ways, if you look at it from a, a Christian standpoint and you look at the the literal uh, influence, a, a satanic influence, if you look at okay God's will, God's word, God's law, and then you look at Satan's will, you know Satan's agenda for this world, for this earth, for our future, you look at it from that perspective. It literally could not get any worse. You look at this transgender crap. You look at the whole gay movement. You look at you know wars. You look at corruption. You look at government manipulation. Like there's just so much. So from that perspective, it literally could not get any worse. So then people say, well, you know, I'm I'm afraid of Donald Trump. Say, well, why don't you like Donald Trump? Well, well, his foreign policy is this, and you know he'd have us going to war. So I'm just afraid. I'm I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> You're afraid that he would have us going to wars? I'm like, yo, and this again, this is that media propaganda. I'm thinking to myself, what the heck do you think is going on? It could not, like, we are at war. We are literally at war with not just one, but multiple countries right now. We've been at war for the last 10 years, active war, billions and billions and billions, trillions of dollars spent on war. Obama has bombed more innocent civilians via drone strikes than any president. They say, well, Donald Trump, he's just going to start bombing people. Obama has bombed more people, more innocent people than any president in the history of the world. Okay? We are at war. We are li- – we have ne- – listen, we have never been closer to war- World War III than we are right now. They're not reporting this, but literally we are like – I mean, you know, it, we could not be closer to war with North Korea, like than we are. Like they're like right now, they could bomb us at any minute. They've said they're planning to bomb us. They're like preparing for war with us, like right now. We have never been closer to war with Iran, our two biggest inter- enemies, North Korea and Iran. We are literally at war right now. It's like, like a, a snap of the finger. We've never been that close to war, you know, with these people. That would be that would bring about. World War Three. We have nuclear weapons. They have nuclear weapons. We the the world could end tomorrow, if Obama says something crazy or or the, the you know so one of their leaders says something crazy. We could literally go to war. If we go to war, there somebody's launching a you know what I'm saying, and that's the, the world is done. There's enough nuclear capability to literally destroy the whole world. I don't think people understand that we are right at the brink of that. But again, the media isn't. They want you to. You know, think about Donald Trump. They want you to focus on, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, but we are literally right at war with these people. Russia, we're about to be at war with Russia. We've been talking about that for the last few years. 
Go back to our special on the Boston bombing, and I predicted everything that's happening with Russia, what, Courtney, what, three, four years ago? Everything that I said on that show is happening right now. So, again, guys, just understand what's going on. This, Trump is, is minor. Trump is not, a, is not even a factor. You know, we, this is hard, we are at war now. Things are at war now. You want to talk about immigration? Obama has, you know, deported more immigrants than any president in the history of the United States. So there's nothing Donald Trump could do. That is not already being done now and has been being done over the last 10 years. Guys, and so and it's like amazing. People don't understand it. They don't see it. And I'm not even a Trump supporter. I just, again, I'm just keeping it real with Trump. You know, speaking of Trump, now he's, you know, he's in the news now, you know, and this is the hypocrisy that, that often goes on with these politicians. He says, okay, this and that, da, 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 I have Christian values. But now he's like taking a stand, a public stand with Caitlyn Jenner, trying to play both sides of the fence. You know, Caitlyn Jenner posted this. I'm, excuse me, Bruce Jenner. I, I don't know who Caitlyn is. Bruce posted this this video of him saying, "Oh yeah, you know, I was invited to the Trump Towers, this and that, and I asked Donald Trump which bathroom I could use, and Trump was very supportive of me. And this whole, you know, he said I could use whichever bathroom. I, yo, it's ridiculous. The debate in North Carolina is ridiculous. This whole thing with Trump is ridiculous." This whole everything, this whole transgender thing is ridiculous. I'm so sick of these transgenders. I'm so sick of these homosexuals, this gay agenda. You know, I'm not politically correct. I have no desire to be politically correct. It's ridiculous. It's not biblical. It's not godly. It's ridiculous. And don't let your Facebook friends, don't let your social media profiles and your timeline and all that stuff cause you to forget about what the word says because this stuff is not sanctioned by God it's not accepted by God it may be accepted by your friends but no, God is not happy with this stuff you know and it's ridiculous Courtney I mean you down with this transgender movement fruit I mean people walking around as men dress like women women dress like men I mean at what point do people think that God is okay with this stuff yeah, it's it's really ridiculous, and it's it's crazy because it used to be a point where, you know, being transgender it wasn't celebrated. It was wasn't cool. You know, you could get beat up for that or made fun of, and now it's like it's celebrated. And if you say anything bad, then you know someone's coming for you. You know, and they're trying to push it. Here's the crazy part. They're trying to push it into these schools now. So it's not even just transgender adults. It's these children now. And then they are, you know, bringing these children, you know, promoting, I should say, um, that into the schools. You know, it's okay for, you know, my son to, you know, act like a little girl because we're just giving him freedom to be himself. And now your kids are possibly, you know, in classrooms with these children, and it's like it's just a big celebration. And these kids are so young, you know, and it's just their their behavior and all of that is being celebrated and embraced. I, I don't care about none of this stuff. I don't care about being politically correct. I don't care about any of it. It's disgusting to me. I was just—I told y'all last week when I was watching the Meredith Vieira show, and they they had this whole big thing about you know kids wearing dresses and if that was okay or not, and you know it's just it's just crazy. This home—I mean, if you, if you look—I mean, look just even on that show, on every show, there's like a gay co-host or a gay you know 
personality, radio, TV, it's everywhere. You know, and I'm not, and, they, and then they want to, and they have the audacity to say, well, you're homophobic. And I say, what? I say, no, I'm godophobic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, homophobic. I'm God of, I have a fear of the Lord. Like, that's what, that's what the fear is. And I don't understand why more people don't have that. So you're homophobia is a fear. A lot of people, first of all, a lot of people don't even know that. They have no idea what phobia even means. But that, that means fear. So if you have a fear of homo, like homo, like you're afraid of homosexuals, that doesn't even make sense to me. Like, I can't, I don't understand what that means. I, why would you be afraid of a homosexual? Why would you be afraid of a transgender? No, it's you're, you're standing up for what the Bible says, and you're expressing your opinion on it. That doesn't mean you're afraid of it. It just means you don't accept it. You don't support it because of your spiritual beliefs, which is nothing wrong with that. But they want to make it seem like you're oh you're 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 a bigot, like a bigot. How are, bigot should not even be a, a term associated with with this whole gay debate. You, it's not because bigotry is should be, in my opinion. I know a lot of people may disagree with this, but that's a term that should be associated with race. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It should not be. It's not. You can't compare the civil rights movement with the gay the gay movement or anything like that. Lesbianism, transgenderism. That's not even in the same conversation. Okay, you know, and that's why. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. You know, I mean, speaking of ridiculous, you know, they had the NFL draft uh, yesterday, last night. And who's this dude? You see the dude gets drafted. I don't even know who he is. The dude got drafted. He comes out with a freaking suit on with a damn, uh, what, crop top, you know, sequin freaking shirt on. Did you see this foolishness? Yes. Um, His name is Ezekiel Elliott. And it's crazy because, well, the whole thing is crazy, but (laughs) – like, you know, before it started, you know, they, you know, do the photo ops and we're taking pictures and different things like that. And he, he specifically opened his, you know, jacket open just to show the crop top, and he's smiling like this is just cool. And it's like that's that's so gay. It's like why? why? It's out of control. Like, I don't even know what else to say. It's ridiculous. I mean, this is the world that we live in. And again, guys, this is what I'm trying to, again, not to go back to the politics, but, I mean, I just don't understand, like, as a Christian, as someone who loves God, like, I don't care how you feel about Donald Trump. I don't care how you feel about Ted Cruz. I don't care about how you feel about Bernie Sanders or any of these people. But my thing is, like, as a Christian, as a believer in God, like, that disgusts me. You you feel what I'm saying? Like that just it literally disgusts me. You know, people walk around like looking like men looking like women. The Bible says, you know, men should not dress like women. You know, you should not label with a man. It's an abomination. I mean, so many different things the Bible says about what's not okay. And so, my from a, from a political standpoint, I don't care how Donald Trump feels about. Well, I shouldn't say I don't care, but I'm going to say how Donald Trump feels or doesn't feel or how the media wants to portray him feeling about Muslims or anything else, and I'm just using him as an example, but we could use any politician, none of that, for me, please understand, none of that trumps, pardon the, the pun, how the, the disgust that I have for people who actively not just support but actively push legislation that is looking to to make homosexuality and transgenderism mainstream. I would never, ever support anyone 
who support and actively promoted things that God hates. You know, not, and to that extent, like transgender, like it's the, that's the worst possible thing. It's take, literally taking us back to Sodom and Gomorrah. So you have people like Bernie Sanders. You have people like Hillary Clinton actively supporting this stuff. I would freaking – I'd vote for – forget – I'd definitely vote for Donald Trump before any of those people. But I'd, I'd vote for freaking, you know, uh, Alf, Alf the alien, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, from, before I vote for Hillary Clinton, before I vote for Bernie Sanders or anyone else who supported active legislation that literally – you know, God hates, and I don't see how, I mean, again, that's just my perspective, and I could care less who, you know, who agrees with that or not, but, like, I don't know. I don't see it. I do not really, I do not, well, I do see it because I know what it is. You know, people are worried about social more than they are spiritual, but I just can't see how people are supporting people who support stuff that God hates. I just, you know, I don't, you know, now when Donald Trump says, hey, look, yet, you know, I support homosexuality or I support abortion, then, you know, one says that, then that's when I get off that train. But it's like, I don't, I don't see it, man. It's crazy. So, I mean, you know, but back to these, these fruitcakes out here, man. What's up with your boy Usher, Courtney? What's up with Usher, man? He's out here posting, you know, pictures of his freaking penis or on, on social, or what, Snapchat. I'm not even on Snapchat. You know, but what is this, man? What every, it's like everyone, you can't even be regular now. You can't even be regular. You can't even be a regular singer. You can't even be a regular entertainer without sacrificing and having to, or, excuse me, sacrificing your morals and your values, but then conforming to this agenda that literally makes everything about sex. You know, I mean, there's no, this is a father, this is a, you know, an entertainer who's been around, who's been doing it for a while, and he's just doing the stuff that these young bucks are doing for attention. You know, I mean, did you see? I mean, I, excuse me, I, excuse me, guy. I'm sorry, that was a stupid. I know Courtney saw, but I'm saying, well, when you when you no. saw, when you actively looked it up, Courtney, what did no, you? Know, what's your thoughts on that? Is that okay to you? Well, now that I know about it, first of all, I didn't actively look it up, but um, I can't say that I'm surprised because that's what they do. They mean celebrities, um, you know, if they're not showing body parts or doing a sex tape or whatever they have to do, it's all a part of the game, you know, to stay relevant and to, you know, keep those checks rolling in. Yeah. Let me just explain something, because I want to talk about Birdman in the, in the Breakfast Club for in a little bit, man. You know what I'm saying? I got some things I want to say about that. But speaking, you, you just you just uh, touched on something. And I want people to, because I see this stuff so clearly. I see it so clear, and I want you guys to see it clearly. What's going on? You guys remember a couple years ago? See, let me just tell you all, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you all what it is, and then I'm going to show you very specific examples of what I'm talking about. But the... You know the agenda that the, this new world order, this new wave of society, they don't want, and they're being very successful. They're doing a great job. the jo- The job that they're doing is to not remove the church, not remove pastors, not remove God. They don't want to take away God. But what they're, and I've seen it right before my eyes. It's amazing. There was a time when everybody was a Christian. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you were black, you loved Jesus Christ. You know, I remember that time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, unless you were like, 
you know, a, a very specific other religion. But like, you know, what I'm saying, if you were just black, you 90 percent of the time you affiliated yourself with the church in some in some way, right? Now it's just like so many people who are proud. You're proud. Like before, it was like, uh, like it was like weird. Like if you if you went to church, it was like, and you came into contact or uh, contact with somebody who didn't have a relationship with God or de- or outright didn't believe in God, they were the weirdos. Like I grew that's how I grew up. It was like I'm not saying that it was it was right, but that's how it was. If people didn't believe in God or they had issues with their faith, keep it real, if you're older, you remember this time. Nobody was proud to be an atheist. Nobody was proud in the black, not in the black community, to be like, yeah, man, I'm I'm spiritual, but I don't, you know, I, I you know, I don't go to church. Nobody talked like that. No one talked like that. But now it's become so popular to just to to dis, you know, uh, to unaffiliate yourself with the church with God. Oh, and now, oh, by the way, the most popular gospel artist, uh, you know, in history, you know, according to Billboard, Kirk Franklin. His new album is called "Losing My Religion," right? I mean, you know that that's it's a whole movement, and certain pawns are being used to push that movement of not eliminating the church, but make of watering it down. Okay, you're getting these quote unquote preachers and reverends to to you know to take on a worldly view that makes it impossible for true Christians to be like, whoa. If they support it, well, dang, I mean, maybe it's okay. You know, if Jesse Jackson or Reverend Al Sharpton supports Barack Obama, who, you know, who supports homosexuality, and I mean, yeah, I know God says it's an abomination, but, hey, if you got T.D. Jake saying, oh, yeah, you know, I guess this is not so bad, it must be okay. What they're doing is they're watering it down. They don't need to take it away. Now, watch this. What am I talking about? A couple years ago, who remembers they made a big thing? They're canceling the BET celebration of gospel. You know, back in the day, I mean, first of all, I'm old enough to remember at the Oscars. I'm old enough to remember at the Grammys, the grandest stages of them all, they would have gospel performances. That's how influential gospel was, right? They would actually had the whole places, these whole theaters, Hands up for a split for you know five ten minutes getting their praise on. Everyone was thanking God. Now those days are gone. There's no gospel artist. There's no there's no gospel celebration. There's no gospel performances at the, the Grammys or the MTV Movie Awards or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Those days are long gone. So and and you know for for years they did the BET Celebration of Gospel hosted by Steve Harvey and many other people. You know where they, it was just a you know, two, three-hour celebration of gospel. Well, that's gone. But watch what they did. They brought it back. It's going to blow your minds. They just brought it back this year. I think it was gone for like three or four years. They just brought it back this year. I'm going to give you a quick uh, trivia question, Courtney. Who hosted this year's BET celebration of gospel? Do you know? Was it Kirk Franklin's? No, Courtney. No, just here. You're on mute. You're, if you say anything, no one's gonna hear your phone. You're on mute now. Just so you know, you're, you're just you're muted for the rest of the show. You're done. That's it, for you guys. Steve you, I hope you guys don't mind. Steve Harvey. No, no, you, you, no. Wait, you're done. That's Steve it. Harvey. It's over for you, Courtney. Steve it wasn't Harvey. Steve Harvey. Courtney, it was not okay. Steve Harvey. That's what I'm saying. You keep no. It's not Steve Harvey, guys. That's what I'm saying. Listen, guys. 
what they're doing, they're, 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 they're watering it down. They eliminate it, and then they bring it back. Who hosted? Not Kirk Franklin. Not Kirk Franklin. Where did you even get that? No, not Kirk Taraji. Franklin. Taraji. Taraji. Oh, my God. Yo, quick. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, she really just Googled it, yo. Yo, quick. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yo. No, I didn't. I just remembered. No, I didn't. She literally just Googled it. Did you hear me typing? So, look. So, they got Taraji P. Henson hosting the BET Celebration of Gospel now that they brought it back. Now, what's the significance of that? Why do you why are you telling us that? Well, think about it. Now, Taraji Henson was a was basically a a B list celebrity, if that, before her role on Empire. She's the, probably the, one of the only B list Academy Award nominated actresses in the whole freaking world. But she managed to do it. But now that she has this role on Empire, which we've been talking about for the last few years. The the role that literally, it literally epitomizes every, her role epitomizes every negative stereotype that could possibly be associated with with, uh, African-American women. I mean, whether it's the promiscuity, whether it's the... The just the negativity, the attitude, the ghetto, just the overly sexualized, the long nasty weave, the horrible parent, just like I mean, all you know, always wanting to fight, you know, the adulterer, like everything. I mean, ev- literally, listen, what I'm saying, every negative stereotype that's ever been associated with black women is is associated with with. Taraji P. Henson's character. So that's, again, she wasn't, she was a B-list, maybe C-list celebrity prior to it. Now she's a freaking A-list celebrity because of this role. So what do people immediately see? And it's all marketing. It's all brainwashing. So now, and it's, it's not a coincidence. I mean, think about it. Just really think about this for a second. Listen to what I'm saying to you. If I say, if I say, if this is me personally, and I say, Courtney, yo, we're going to do a TRC celebration of gospel. In fact, I did this in college. I did, it was called the Victory Ball. My church was called Victory Christian Assembly, and it was called, uh, we did a gospel fest. So what I did was I had, you know, uh, choirs and gospel artists from all over the country, you know, fly in and come on in, and they did this gospel, and we donated uh, this gospel fest. We donated the money to charity. But I had, at the time, I had someone who was very influential in the church host the event. Anyone who knows me from back in the day probably remembers it was pretty big in the, in the western Pennsylvania area. But what I would not do, what I did not do, I'm not going to get the local drug dealer to host a freaking gospel, gospel concert. That would make no sense because it's kind of hard to focus on the purpose of the gospel fest when you got a freaking, you guys get what I'm saying. So why on earth? Why? I mean, I would have rather them got. I mean, at least get Kirk Franklin. We know what he represents now, but at least he, re, you know, that's the culture. He's a gospel artist hosting a gospel celebration. It makes sense, right? But why would you get a Taraji P Henson who who is associated with literally and most recognizable for her role on a on a in a character that could not be more worldly or, or secular i mean seriously it, it just doesn't well i can't say it doesn't make sense because if you understand the agenda then it, it makes perfect sense because again the agenda is to not eliminate god 
but to to water God down, to water God's you know these these events down, these telecasts down, to 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 tarnish it in your eyes, in your mind, in your your imagery, so that you know what I'm saying. You're you're thinking about when you're hearing Yolanda Adams, you're thinking about Cookie because she's just coming out there saying some stupid stuff. Probably come. I mean, she she's now she's not even acting like Cookie. She is Cookie now. Like, I mean, just watch her interviews. Like, that's basically her. And I've seen a number of interviews. Like, it's like the same person. And it's sad. But so that's just another example of what I'm saying, though. So, so there's that. My point with all this, so you have that. That was just an example. Watch this. Who all heard that they, uh, they, this is the technical term for it, they decided not to renew the contract of the, the Yolanda Adams morning show once it expired. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> now, that's the technical. I've been in radio for, you know, over 10 years. So I believe me, it's, you know, that's the jargon that's used. But the reality is they canceled her show and they replaced it with, 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 with the Mary Mary show, right? I mean, it's, I say the Mary Mary show because that's really what it's going to be. You're going to see a lot of drama. You're going to hear a lot of, you know, ghetto-ness. You know what I'm saying? You see, what you guys got to understand is, you know, Mary Mary, both of them, and this is where you really got to know what's going on. This is when you really got this is where, you know, when we do those shows discussing satanic symbolism, Illuminati symbolism, you kind of got to listen to those so you can understand. When you look at people like Yolanda Adams, and then you look at people like Tina Campbell, you, you know what I'm saying? You, it's a it's an obvious difference. What's the difference, Courtney? Well, Tina Campbell is just not of God. Like, I don't think of God when I think of Tina Campbell. Like, I think of ghetto and loud and ignorant. That's right. what and I And ratchet. Get. And ratchet. <laughs> and so that's what they want to do. They want to, because see, here's the thing. I used to, I used to listen to uh, Yolanda Adams in the morning. I used to listen to her, you know, not not every day, you know, when I would catch it or whatever. But, you know, when she actually, you know, she's a good person. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was not her show, is not ghetto. Her show, she's actually, she's to be quite, quite honest with you, and just off the top of my head, I'm just thinking, I can't even think of a non ghetto or ratchet nationally syndicated radio program other than the Yolanda Adams morning morning show everything else was a bunch of buffoonery and if you know if you guys can think of somebody that I'm missing but just off the top of my head she was really one of the only ones that actually had content and, you know in fact she would actually you know pray on there they would read straight from the bible and they have inspiration I mean it was a good show and you guys know me I I'm stingy with the with the radio. I take radio seriously. You know, you get, how many people do you know hear me even have anything positive to say in black radio? But Yolanda Adam, Adams actually had a quality show for about ten years. You understand that? And so it's not a coincidence that as after a certain point they said, "Whoa, whoa, you know, you're a little you're a little too positive." They could have taken that off and put anything on there, but instead they're replacing her basically with with, with Tina Campbell. Who I, and just sit back and watch, but don't take my word for it. But literally, if you watch, if you listen to Yolanda Adams, you know you know what it what it was. 
and then literally just sit back and listen. And, and in a couple months, you might, oh, snap. This is a little bit. Di- they're both gospel artists, but this show's a little bit different than the Yolanda Adams morning show was. And then let's come back and talk about it in a few months. And you can be like, wow, Daydon, I see now, yo, I see what you meant. And that's the agenda. It's crazy out here. You know, it's real crazy out here. You know, like I said, we're talking tonight about, I want to talk a little bit about lemonade, okay? But we still got some other stuff to talk about. You know how we do, man. It's a lot of stuff going on out here in the world. It's a lot of craziness, you know, and we can't do these shows without taking a few minutes to talk about just our community, okay? I mean, speaking of churches, see, I go to Enon. Now, Courtney goes to Enon as well, okay? Now, she just relocated here to Philly, so we go to the same church. Now, Enon is one of the biggest churches in Philadelphia. It's one of the biggest churches on the East Coast. Now, a few years ago, maybe even a year ago, our pastor, Pastor Waller, spent a good amount of time on one Sunday, just a few Sundays, talking about the, the, the rise in violence in that area. You know, which is which is really sad to say because we live in a, the, the the we I live in a not so I mean a a pretty good area of the city. It's not you know the best, it's not the worst, but it's considered if you know about Mount Airy. Mount Airy is you know you think of Mount Airy if you know about Philly, it's like okay, it's not north, it's not North Philly, it ain't South Philly, it's it's Mount Airy, like it's not that bad. It shouldn't, it didn't used to be that bad, but um, in and you know so in that area, there's in recent years. Be you know become a a a gang a hub for gang violence, and he took a you know a good amount of time on a certain Sunday a few Sundays to talk about this gang violence problem, and told it like told us like yo watch your kids if you live in that area don't allow your kids to walk by themselves because they're being pressured and many killed because they're refusing to join these gangs they're being pressured to join these gangs and beat up and pistol whipped and different things. And he just, he, you know, he spent a lot of time talking about it. And now this past week, somebody literally, there's a picture. I think I saw, you can actually see Enon <clears throat> from the picture that I was looking at. Somebody was shot in the head. A guy was just, guy broad daylight, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Guy walked up to a guy, shot him right in the head while he was having a conversation. And, um, you know, and, and from what I understand, it was it was gang-related. And then probably like a few hours later, there was some type of retaliation and somebody else was shot. And it's just like, you know, that that young man who was killed, his name will never be known nationally the way we know Trayvon Martin or Mike Brown or Sandra Bland or, you know. But, you know, that person who was shot in the head, you know, I mean, his life mattered too. You know, I don't know what he was into, but I'm just saying, and, you know, I guess my question is, and we did a whole show a few weeks ago on, on Black Lives Matter, probably one of the best shows ever. And definitely check that show out because I kept it. You think you've heard stuff talk, people talk about the black community. You might want to listen to that show because we definitely kept it real. But, you know, we can't be hypocrites. We can't be hypocrites out here, guys. You know, the kids getting shot in the head. You know, just last week we talked about that here in Philly there was a young girl who was beaten up in the bathroom and ultimately killed in a bathroom. The same week a young girl was killed, I mean, excuse me, was stabbed in the shoulder. An elementary school student was stabbed. I mean, how are you in elementary school getting stabbed? 
<clears throat> there was a daycare center that was shot up here in Philadelphia. And this is just in Philly. You know what I mean? This isn't Chicago. This isn't South Central LA. You know what I mean? This is just Philly. You know what I mean? Um, they, you know, kid, the, 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 kid, the, the daycare has a procedure and a protocol for shootings. It's in, you know what I'm saying? Like, why does a daycare have that as a part of their training? You know? Like, I mean, aside from that, why do you even go? Why do your kids go there? That's a whole other question. Why would you send your kids to an environment where they have to be trained on how to respond to shootings? I mean, that's crazy to me as a parent. I would never, I would never, I promise you, I would never do that. I hope none of you would ever send your children to any place where, you know what I'm saying, where that type of environment was. You know, I'd walk around butt naked and starving before I did that. You understand? I'd be homeless before I did that. But there are parents who actively and willingly do it. But that's a whole nother show. Okay, but seriously, I cannot, I cannot wrap my head around that. But you, see, you guys see my point? There's, there's a problem in our streets. There's a problems in our cities, and we got to start being um, vigilant. We got to start caring. We got to stop blaming the police. We got to stop blaming, you know, uh, society, the government. We got to start looking internally. Okay, and one of the things I said on social media was if parents would actually be parents, we wouldn't have to worry about these quote-unquote entertainers because in a few minutes we're going to be talking about Beyonce, okay, and, and who is literally the worst possible example of a woman. And I'm just going to – that's just being honest, and I'll tell you why, but that she absolutely is. And is in and plays a major role in everything that we've been talking about tonight from from since nine o'clock. But we'll talk about that. But we it's you know, because you know, it's not her fault, you know, it's not you know, it's not you can't blame someone. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day it's about the parents. You know, it's about parents. Like if you have a child, you are responsible for that child. You're responsible for their education. You're, you're responsible for their safety. You're responsible for their well-being, you know. And so, you know, if parents would actually be parents, what entertainers did or didn't do would not have such a major effect on the youth the way it's having now. The only reason that Beyonce is able to influence the youth the way she does is because there's no balance. See, I always knew about entertainers who were who did not have positive messages. I you know, I'm not stupid. I always knew. I always heard the radio. I always saw stuff on TV even if it was just me sneaking. Right? But at the same time it didn't affect me because I had great parents. I had a great mother. I had a great father. I had a great grandmother. I had a great grandfather. I had aunts, uncles, mamas, babas, cousins, like, you know what I'm saying? And you know, and so we have to get back to that because right now these entertainers are able to have direct access to your kids. Watch this, yo. These kids are like walking around like zombies, yo. And this, I know you guys have seen. Let me just ask you if y'all have seen this, Courtney. What's up, what is the thing with the iPods, man? Like these kids are zombies. Like what are they listening to? It's like they can't go anywhere without these damn headphones in their freaking ears. It's like, yo, it's like you're going to die. It's like they're on life support. Like, I mean, just, y'all seen this. Like, yo, you can't go to the store. These people are driving. Look around while you're driving. You see people with the iPods. These people in the grocery store, they got the iPods. They're in the gym. They got the iPods. 
They're freaking on the toilet. They got the iPods. They're having sex. They got the, like yo, like what yo, what's, what are y'all listening to? Y'all being hypnotized. Y'all being brainwashed. Like, is it just me? Like you're in school. You're freaking everywhere. Everywhere somebody's got something in their freaking ears. And I'm just not like that. Like I don't need to be listening to music all the time. And he's lit. I'm talking about little kids. They're at the bus stop. They got their iPod in. I mean, Courtney, you see this, right? Just, I know. I know it's not just me. I've seen it. I've seen kids, um, you know, crossing the street, and instead of watching the traffic to make sure that you know they don't get hit, they're looking at their iPod trying to change to the next song. I've seen that. Yo, like, what is the big deal? You see them like, what are you like? What are you listening to? Like, you, I know you okay. You have a playlist. Like, I have an iPod, but there's nothing on my iPod that's like that important that I gotta be listening to it like all the time. I've seen people walking, walking and talking, but you got your freaking earpiece in. It's like, yo, like, <laughs> is it just like, what do? You, how do you have a conversation and have your? Like, that's like me having a, a conversation with Courtney, and I got my freaking headphones on. Take the headphones off if you're having a conversation. I'll, I'll see. This is the even stupider thing. I'll see people with like one one earbud in and one out, so just so they can have a conversation. It's not that serious, man. And my point is, is that because people have become so obsessed with this technology, it's like twenty four seven negative influence. Because you know, listen, these kids aren't listening to no. Uh, I can't even think of nobody positive, but they're not listening to anything positive. They're listening to the future. They're listening to Young Thug. They're listening to Jay-Z. They're listening to Beyonce. They're listening to Poison. Anything on urban radio now is, is Poison. Y'all know, I mean, y'all know that, right? There's nothing positive out there. Not that these young kids are listening to. Listen to what I'm saying to you, and you know this. Like, see, like somebody like myself, somebody like you, like we're educated. You, most of my audience, you guys, you know, I'm really, a lot of this is me preaching to the choir. Because I know you guys, a lot of you, you have some sense. But otherwise, you'd be listening to somebody else right now talking about something else. But, and I appreciate that about you guys. But a lot of these kids out here, they're not listening to Anita Baker. They're not listening to Whitney Houston. They're not, they're not even, ironically, they're not even listening to Prince. Everyone's upset that Prince died, but these kids, they're not listening to no Purple Rain. They're listening to, like, you know, Ty Dollar Signs Future, you know, Gangster Rap, Fifty Cent, like they're listening to people who were like the worst. I mean, look, I'm just telling y'all, man. I'm just look, look at you got a lot of parents don't even know what's on their kids' playlist, and I can tell you what's on their playlist. It's horrible. But the problem is, parents are either too lazy or just whatever to even investigate. Like, yo, what are you listening to? What Google? All you gotta do is Google. Like, what? Who, who's that? Who's that? Oh, that's Future. Okay, let me Google Future. Let me Google some of his his lyrics. You know, let me go because a lot of this stuff is on Pandora or it's on iTunes Radio. So a lot of it is just getting shuffled. So all you gotta do is type in the name and Google any song, and and if you see any song with the type of lyrics that your child you wouldn't want them to listen to, you need to regulate that. Because these kids are getting brainwashed, you know. And then you got stuff like chemtrails that's already, you know, messing these people with, which is what we talked about that last week. It's a whole thing. So all I'm saying is, again, if parents would actually be parents, 
we really wouldn't have a lot to worry about with these entertainers out here. All right. What else is going on in the community? So uh, evidently Cleveland, the city of Cleveland, um, has decided to pay the family of Tamir Rice $6 million. Now, hopefully you guys got a chance to hear our special. I think it was, I forget, I think it was our last live show, if I'm not mistaken, before the new year. If I, you know, check it out. But just Google, we we talked about all these. We've done shows on Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown, Sandra Bland. Uh, I mean, just Google any of them, and you'll see, you'll hear our shows, like whole two-hour, three-hour specials, talking about each of these cases in detail. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm, so I'm not going to talk a lot about Tamir Rice, but listen, you know, listen to it. Um, and um, I don't know. I mean, Court, did you hear about this? Any thoughts on Cleveland paying Tamir Rice? The family to Mayor Rice, $6 million? Yeah, I heard about it. My thing is, you know, when when tragedies like this happen, like I, I don't want to discount a tragedy and, you know, I, I don't feel that, you know, he deserved to die or anything like that. But what I, I do feel when things like this happen as far as, like, reparations and all of that, I mean, I guess it's great financially for the family on, on one hand, but how I feel about it is it it won't bring him back, and I I would rather, you know, do something that would help the community, you know, help build up the community or just something that would just, you know, prevent these things from happening than to just have money. Like, it's, I don't know, money is not the answer to me. This is what I'll say about it, you know. I mean, and again, my my views are very, are, you know, have been well documented on Tamir Rice and, you know, all of these these uh, senseless deaths. But for me, I think that what we have to do, you know, we did a special. It's an ongoing special. It's entitled "Saving Our Children," and the first one we did was, well, not the first one, but the most recent one was, um, or I should say, the we started with the Mike Brown tragedy. And we started it, and we kind of kept it going uh, since then. Uh, we kind of just talked about not, you know, right or wrong, you know, blacks versus whites, you know, poor versus rich, nothing like that. But what what can we do to prevent these tragedies? Because it's not about riding after a tragedy. It's, you know, how do we save our kids? How do we prevent our kids from being killed? You know what I'm saying? How do we avoid these funerals? And, um, you know, Tamir Rice I told you guys then, I'll tell you again now. His family failed him. Y'all know that, right? Someone failed him. The police department isn't why he's dead. You know, whoever allowed him or influenced him or told him or, or failed to discipline him, told let him believe that it would be a good idea to point guns, toy guns, at people walking past, you know, just, you know simulating violence, no, you know, whoever did that or didn't, you know, stop that from happening, they failed him. Okay, and so what we need to do, yes, is I mean, you know, I'm not. Hey, you want to give them six million dollars? Hey, I'm glad they they're going to be able to be okay financially. I mean, you know, I don't have anything. I mean, that's great. You know, I'm glad that you know what I'm saying. But as far as preventing the next Tamir Rice, somebody needs to focus on. Hey, look, let's like I wasn't allowed to play with toy guns. You feel them? Like I was for 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 ironically for that very reason, for that very reason I was not allowed to play with toy guns. 
I re- I specifically remember my parents telling me, you will not have toy. I said, well, why not, Mom? Every- everyone else has toy guns. Why can't? Because we do not want you to find yourself in a situation, whether it's with the cops or whether it's with these drug dealers, with these gangbangers, anyone to mistake that for a real guy. I remember I've been, you know, literally you know, five years old, ten years old, both my parents drilling that into my mind. Fast forward 30 years, Tamir Rice is gunned down for no other reason than he has the same exact toy gun that my parents told me I was not going to play with. How crazy is that, Courtney? Yeah, I mean, it just shows how parenting has changed over the years, over the decades. Parenting hasn't changed. It's become non-existent which is a sad state of affairs. I talked to my buddy. I'll leave him nameless. He's a cop. He says, man, these parents are the worst. He's a black cop who keeps it real about what he sees every single day in these streets. Some of the stuff that if he said it, or excuse me, if a white cop said what he says, he'd be the most racist cop in the world. He's he's just uh, against us. He wants... But this is a black cop keeping it real about what's really going on out here in the streets. These kids are, are just wandering around aimlessly, drug dealers, illegal guns. I mean, he sees it every day as a cop. I see it every day as a regular person. So we just got to get back to being parents. So you know, not to not to belabor it, not to you know beat a dead horse. Because you know, although we've been talking about it, we will continue to talk about it. Because let's be honest, nobody else is talking about it, guys. You know what I mean? No one else is talking about the black community and what we need to do as a community. It's all about let's blame the white man. You know, let's just riot. Let's protest. You know, it's it's all crap. All right. So let's. I know. I know. Okay, guys. This is what you all came here for tonight. You want to hear about Beyonce? Oh, we can't. Can we? Can we? Before we talk about Beyonce. I need you to do so, Courtney, because you, you've been saying a lot of stuff, Courtney, but I've been wanting to tell you for a long time. When you mention my name, yo, put some respect on it, all right? When you say my <laughs> name, put some respect <laughs> on my name, because respect my name, all right? What's up with your boy Birdman, Courtney? What's up with him? Put some respect on my name. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Um, you know, so he, for those that don't know, sure everyone knows. So he had an interview, if you want to call it that, with the Breakfast Club, and he basically um, went off on, like, all of them, like the host or the co-host or whatever. And um, I guess he felt disrespected. And so he – and then he had, like, a crew of, like, ten people with him. And I don't even know what this whole thing was over, but he basically just said, like – you know, put some respect on my name, and he just walked. I don't know the details of everything that was said to make him respond the way oh, that he no did. Oh, say no more. I'm going to tell him. Say no more. I'm going to tell okay. him what the details was. Let me just tell okay. him. Because I want to get to this chick Beyonce. But I, I do want to, because I've been wanting to tell, people have been asking me to talk about this Birdman thing. I See, here's the thing. I know everything. I stay very well connected with the streets. I stay very well connected with the music industry. I know everything that happens out here. All right, so I'm going to tell you, if y'all, like, y'all have heard about it, y'all have seen the memes, I'm going to tell you what the issue is, okay? If you ever want to know something, you ever want me to talk about something, I know everything about the music industry. 
Okay, I know everything, and I will tell y'all about. I will keep it real with y'all about it. Just like Courtney said, she said, well, I want to. She doesn't know what's going on. Let me tell y'all what's going on with it. The issue is a couple of things. I'm gonna tell y'all three problems. Charlemagne is a clown. Okay, he's the biggest clown ever. Okay, Charlemagne is a clown. Like, he calls himself Charlemagne the God. It's Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy, and Angelique. They're all clowns. Let's be clear about that. They're all fake. They're all clowns. Angelique Yee just got she she talks she she. I'm gonna tell you what they all do. Cause I listen to the Breakfast Club. I, I listen to them, I've seen you know, I've listened to many interviews. And the only reason I listen to them is because I kind of that's you learn a lot about the industry from a lot of these interviews that they do. And so you have these artists, these actors, whoever, they come on The Breakfast Club. It's the number one rated morning show in the country, urban morning show in the country. And so they have these artists that they come on, and, you know, they ask them these tough questions. And you see, there's a lot of information that, that, you, that you learn. And so I listen to it. Because I, like, I, like I don't just like to talk, I like to hear stuff from the horse's mouth. You know, I don't like all that gossip. I want to, you know, and, it's, and that's their niche. That's that's what they do. They they have these big guests and they ask them tough questions, and that's what it is. But the problem with it is, is that they're fake. Like they will have, they will do a regular show with no guests, and they will just talk so badly about these people. They will talk so badly about them. They will Charlemagne especially. They will gossip about them. They will insult them. They will demean them. You know, they will lie on them. Right, same stuff Wendy Williams used to do when she was on uh, in radio. They will blatantly lie. They will make up stuff. Then they will have the audacity to invite these people onto the show. Right? I mean, you know, it's or they'll have like, say, I'm feuding with Courtney. They'll invite Courtney on. They'll do a whole show with Courtney, and they'll be her best friend. But then they'll have me on, and then they'll do this whole thing with me, and I'll and they'll be my best friend. Meanwhile. I'm talking about Courtney. Courtney's talking about me, and they're just co-signing everything. They do it all the time, and now so that's what they do. If you guys are unfamiliar with the Breakfast Club, if you don't, you never really listen. That's what they do. They're fake. They gossip. It's a it's a show about gossip. It's the fakest show. Like one thing you may not like me, you may love whatever it is. You know I'm being real. You have never heard me be fake, and 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 keep it a, keep it a hundred with y'all. Y'all might have heard me be fake. Maybe maybe seven years ago, I'm just, and that's just being be, me being honest. You know what I mean? Maybe so, or maybe I wasn't being fake. Maybe I was just lost because this show always wasn't done from a biblical standpoint. You know, I used to have tons, hundreds of celebrities on this show, and so I'm pretty sure I haven't listened to these shows, you know, in, in, since I've done them. But I'm pretty sure maybe I did do that same stuff. Now that I'm thinking about it, but you see what I'm saying? That's not who I am now. You know what I mean? And I, you know, and so I would never have like a Steve Harvey on this show. I'd never have Beyonce on this show. You know, I'd never have any of these people. I'd never have Charlemagne on the show after just getting finished calling him a clown. Or if I and if I did, I'd call him a clown to his face. You understand that? That's I, you know, and, and so that's what I do. What they do is the opposite of that. The whole show is fake. So what they will do, and what they did, they had uh, in one interview that in particular, okay. Just follow me, and I don't. This I don't. I hope y'all don't feel like this is gossip because we don't gossip here. But I'm just telling y'all like what you know what happened because everyone's talking. About. So, Little Wayne is feuding with 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 uh, uh, Baby Birdman. 
Okay, they had this whole big feud thing going on. So Rick Ross was recently on The Breakfast Club, and he did a whole interview, and they were asking him, like, yo, so how do you feel about this whole Lil Wayne Birdman dispute? He was like, look, Wheezy is my man. That's my homie. That's my man. I ride with with, with, Bird, with, with Wheezy, and I'm not feeling what, what Birdman is doing, the whole shooting up his tour bus and the whole money situation, the legal con- – suing him from – he's like, I'm not feeling that. He said, I don't respect that. He said, I don't have any respect for Birdman, respect for him to do Lil Wayne the way he's been doing him. I don't respect that. And he was like, you take it how you want it. And so it was, you know, it was a whole lot more. You can Google the, the Bird, the, the, what started was that Rick Ross interview on The Breakfast Club. I heard the whole interview. And he was talking, he was really coming at Birdman's neck. And, and what they were doing is what they always do is they co-sign. They play both sides of the fence. They were just, oh, yeah, this and that. Charlamagne saying his little stupid comments. Envy not really saying anything like a clown that he is. Never really having an opinion one way or the other. And Angelique just making stupid jokes, thinking she's cute when she's about a four out of, on a scale of one to ten. And I can't, and that's a whole nother. We'll talk about that a little later. Like, I just can't stand average women who think that they're like dimes. Like, Angelique is not, he's not a dime, like, at all. But that's a whole, don't get me started on Angelique. She, you know what I'm saying? I just don't like that. She's not an ugly woman, but her personality, she thinks she looks a lot better than she is. Like, and it's just not cute to me. So what I'm saying is they all, you know, collectively, they hate on these people, and they expect there to be no repercussions. So Birdman, you know, I get, obviously, he heard, you know, he heard the, the interview with Rick Ross, and he's like, yo, what's up? Because y'all basically, Rick Ross bashed him, Charlemagne bashed him, Envy, they're all being fake. He came up there like a man. I respect what he did. You know, a lot of people making fun of him, but I respect that. Because how many people actually hear the fakeness and just let it slide? They just don't say anything. I mean, how many celebrities do? They're afraid. I'm not like that. I'll do the same thing. Like, yo, he's like, what's up? He's like, yo, I heard y'all been y'all been talking about it. What's what's good? Like, what, what's really going on? He's like, when you say my name, put some respect on it. Now, you know how he said it, how he came out, him was a little little funny or whatever, but at the end of the day, he's like, yo, don't be fake. He's like, Charlemagne, he, and that's why he singled him out, because Charlemagne is a clown, and he said the most little slick comments. So he's like, what's up? Charlemagne ain't had nothing to say. He's like, oh, yeah, did you pull up on Ross like that? That's why he said that. He's like, did you pull up on Ross like that? Because that was the whole thing that started the interview was the, was the Rick Ross interview. He's like, did you pull up on Trick Daddy? Like, he's like, I'm pulling up on you, Nick. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, <laughs> you're not pulling up on you, Nick. And so uh, that was that. But the, the I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say this, cause, you know, but it was very gay. You know what I'm saying? I guess I am going to say because I just said it. But it was just very homosexual. And a lot of people were focusing on the interview. The corniest thing about the interview was, was the gayest thing about the interview. Cause that's really what it was. The fruitiest thing was what not what Charlemagne did, not what not what Birdman did, but the very end of the interview, DJ Envy sat there, you know, with his tail between his legs, didn't say nothing the whole freaking time. And at the end of the, like, as Birdman is walking away, he comes out, see you later, nigga. I'm like, what? What the heck? Are you you going to say that as he's walking away? See you later, nigga. Like, come on, man. I just, I can't respect any of that stuff. If you're going to say something, say it and mean it and deal with the repercussions. Like, y'all know me. Anything I say, 
I stand by it. I'm not apologizing for nothing. I'm not sugarcoating nothing. You either like it, you respect it, or you don't. And that's just what it is. Courtney knows that. I I tell Courtney how I feel. I tell any. I tell my wife how I feel, and I deal with the consequences. I sleep in the basement. It is what. But but that's how I am. You know what I'm saying? I fight my dog. He bites me. I deal with it. It is what it is. So that's that's the whole Birdman situation. I don't really care about it, but a lot of people cared about it, so I said, let's talk about it. But now, can we get to the real reason we are all gathered here tonight? All right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about Yonsei. What the, yo, y'all about to make me cuss out here, man, first and foremost. Because y'all know me, some of y'all are listening like, yo. I haven't heard those words from his lips in a few years. Y'all know I haven't been talking about Beyonce. Y'all know I, we haven't even been talking about that chick, you know. But but we're gonna talk about her tonight. And I first let me say I mean everything I'm about to say. I could give a damn about a beehive, okay? I don't care about that. I don't. People, it's amazing people are afraid of a beehive. They say, "Why you better not say that? You know they're gonna get you." But if the beehive goes crazy on Twitter. I'm like, what? yo, are people crazy? Like, why do people even care what people say about them on freaking social media? Like, it's social media. Who cares? But, I mean, first and foremost, if, you, if you're a man, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but I mean this, if you're a man who refers to Beyonce as Yonce, you're gay, okay? You're freaking gay. You're a homosexual if you do that. I promise you that. No one does that. You, her name is Beyonce. If you, if you, you know, you don't. She doesn't need to be called Yonce. That's gay. That's the first thing. Secondly, let me say this first and foremost. Beyonce is a clown herself because she and I'm no for a number. And this isn't even what we're going to talk about tonight. But I, I, like I said, I'm older. I'm 38 years old. Everyone who came from my generation knows the Queen Bee is Little Kim. And that's not, you know what I'm saying, that's not about, oh, who's the queen of music or this and that, but that's just a nickname. You don't steal someone's nickname. Like, for example, what, uh, Michael Jackson was the, the king of pop. That's, you know, that's just what he was. R. Kelly was not the king of pop. Anyone who comes along is not going to be the king of pop. Michael Jackson is the king of pop. Uh, you know, I mean, we could go, I mean, what, the queen of soul, Aretha, Aretha Franklin. That's just what she is. Does that mean some, there won't be... Someone else, Mary J. Blige, the queen of hip-hop soul. That's just a title that was given to these people. They earn these titles, these nicknames. T.I. is the king of the South. Is, you know, is he the all-time highest-selling record? No, that's just his nickname. He's the king of the South. You, no one else is going to call himself that because that's what T.I. is. All throughout the freaking 90s, everyone knew that little Kim was the queen bee. She rapped about it. She, that's just what it was. Why, how it's disrespectful, and I cannot respect anyone from a musical artist standpoint who is just going to blatantly steal someone's nickname or allow themselves to be referred to. That's like Beyonce. I don't care if she calls herself that or not. But if you willingly and knowingly allow, you know, somebody, like if people said, okay, we're going to start calling Beyonce the Queen of Soul. Well, I, I, that, I mean, that's disrespectful to Aretha Franklin. 
You know, and, and, and true Aretha Franklin fans would have a problem with that. You know, I have no respect for her. The same way, you can't just steal Little Kim's whole alter ego. And just, I don't know. I mean, first of all, I mean, how does? Am I saying something that's incorrect? Like, how did? How? Where does Beyonce get off doing that when everybody knows that that's literally Little Kim's nickname? Yeah, I mean, everyone does know that. But at the same time, you know, her fans are just so into her and just so brainwashed to the point where they just don't care. It's ridiculous. And it's just not, I mean, forget everything else that we're going to talk about. It's ridiculous. You want a bummer with the B, huh? <laughs> like, that's Little Kim. Like B, Bumble B, Queen B. B. Little Kim is the freaking Queen B. How is Beyonce calling herself the Queen B? Can anyone answer that question for me? I'll wait. If any, is there anyone out there who does not think that that's not just disrespectful, but really on the level of like it's ridiculous? So there's that. Okay, so now, so I, I've been wanting to say that for actually. Several months now. I just we never had the opportunity to talk about. It. it was never the right time, but tonight's the right time. So now, forget all of that. Here's the issue that I have. Okay, and speaking real quick before we get off, looking, what's up with the skin? Because I don't even want to talk about. Because there's really no point. That's her. She did what she did. But what's up with the skin bleaching? Like, I mean, she's light skin now. She used to be brown skin. Like, what is that, Gordy? Yeah, I didn't know who she I didn't know that was her at first. Because I know she's gone through some changes with the skin and stuff like that. But it's she's extra, extra, extra light. I thought it was a white woman. But, I mean, if that's what she wants to do, I just personally, I felt she looked better before. But, I mean, that's, that's her. She's happy. Whatever. <clears throat> Yo, I'm going to tell you like this. Little Kim was beautiful back in the day. You know, like, when she first came out, like, she was, you know, I'm not into the whole light skin, dark skin thing, but, I mean, any guy that, you know, came up around that time knows, like, everybody was on, like, Little Kim, and, like, yo, she's, like, a pretty, like, has a beautiful complexion, and so, uh, you know, I, I don't know what, what happened, but it's unfortunate, but, you know, it is what it is, so there's that, now, <clears throat> Let's just talk about this whole Beyonce lemonade thing, and I want to talk about it from the proper perspective. Because this is not, you know, let's just hate on Beyonce. Let's just talk about Beyonce. But you know, because I could really care less what she does, as you know, as long as it's not affecting things that I'm passionate about. Like Beyonce has this whole thing, you know, being the most influential woman, one of the most influential women in the world. You know, she obviously has subscribed to a certain agenda about which is a lot of stuff we've been talking. You know, we've been talking about earlier on in the show, just making a mockery of God, making a mockery of Jesus Christ, the church as a whole. You know, purposely and deliberately inserting Illuminati symbolism, demonic symbolism, satanic symbolism, symbolism, uh, Church of Satan references. Old Te- Testament references, you know, it's all, you know, a mockery. It's all, and I, again, I'm very intelligent. I'm very, you know, uh, I, I'm very up to date as far as well read in the Bible. You know, I, you know what I'm saying? I understand it. I'm, but at the same time, I also follow hip hop. I also follow the music industry. So when you, and that's a very dangerous combination. 
Most people, it's one or the other. It's like you ever notice that? It's like people are either into the church heavily, into the word heavily, but have not have really don't know music. But when you know both, when you really study both, oh man, your your eyes will be opened. And I just and I challenge anyone out there, don't just be one or the other. Like if you read the Bible, really read the Bible. If you listen to this music, really listen to these lyrics, which we're gonna we're gonna talk about some lyrics later on. But then connect the dots and be like, yo, because, you know, she says, y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. No, we not, we're not corny. You're corny for putting it in your music. Don't try to play people. You feel what I'm saying? Like, don't put demonic and satanic, blatant, listen, blatant and known, historically known blatant and satanic symbolism, don't put that in your performances like people don't see, although most people don't, but people like myself who see it clearly, don't put that stuff in your music and then try to make the ignorant people look stupid by saying y'all corny with it. No, you're corny for putting it in there thinking that intelligent people aren't going to see it. That's the whole thing. Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Are you crazy? I see it. You know, I see it. I can show y'all it. I have shown it to y'all. So that's that's a whole thing. She acts like people are stupid. The media acts like people are stupid. I can pull, I can pull up any Beyonce video right now and show you guys clear and blatant demonic and satanic history and symbolism that goes back, you know, decades. Okay? In any in any performance in any music video, I can show it to y'all. And if you have, you know, many of you guys have seen it. Many of you guys have inboxed me like, "Yo, Dayton, yo, I saw what you mean. Now, I didn't know to look for it, but now that you went over it, I can see it clearly myself like, "Yo, it's crazy. How can she put that in there and think people won't see it? Yo, it's right there." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." You see what I'm saying? So no, Beyonce, we're not corny with that Illuminati mess. You and your people are corny for putting it in there thinking that we're stupid and won't see it. Okay, that's the first thing. Because I catch every reference. Every reference. Okay, so that's the first thing. So, but now let's take it back to the to the hood. There, There's a, we talked about it earlier. There's a major problem that exists in our society. And as a parent, I take it very seriously. You know, our young, you know, it's a problem with our young men. It's a problem with our families, our parents, our school systems. I mean, there's so many problems in the black community. But there's a specific problem that our young girls have, our young women. Okay? That we live, we, one, I mean, there's so many. I don't even know where to start. But there's the media that tells young women that they have to be overly sexualized in order for a man to love them. First of all, every every little girl wants love. Every little girl wants to be a wife, okay, one day. Every little girl wants to walk down that aisle in a pretty dress. What the media does is they take that dream and they, they d- dilute it. They tarnish it by saying, well, look, if that's what you want, this is what black men want. Okay, and if you want that, this is what you have to do. These are the things that you have to do. This is how you have to project yourself. You have to have a fat ass. You have to have big breasts. 
You have to be a freak in the bedroom. You've got to do certain things like get your ass ate out. Know how to, you know what I'm saying, different forms of oral sex. These are things that are absolute must-haves. These are prerequisites, if you will, okay, if you would like to be a wife one day. This is what the media is, you know, is, is brainwashing into our youth. These are facts, guys. These are facts. This is what the media does. Your children, these little girls are being brainwashed. And again, this isn't, you know, Beyonce isn't in charge of this stuff. This is something that goes back centuries. Okay, this goes back to slave times. Okay, they, this has always been the plan for the separation of the black family. You imprison, you kill the, the black man, the father, and you leave the, the mother and the children unaccounted for, unprotected, and then we can whore them out. Sell them off into slavery, make them whores, make them, put them in the kitchens. We can do whatever we want to with them, make them our sex slaves. Okay, that is still the formula for, for the, the conquering of the black people. That's still the agenda today. It's, it's just being done differently. So you have to, first of all, you have to be aware of that agenda. Okay, that's the agenda by the white man, by the government, by the system. It's been that way. It's still that way. It's going to continue to be that way. If you don't see that by now, you're blind or living under a rock somewhere. That's the agenda. So if that's the agenda, and because that's the agenda, the way that you carry out that agenda is by strategically placing people in in positions of power and influence Okay, like, you know, and again, it's not just Beyonce. It's people like Nicki Minaj, people like Little Kim, people like Beyonce, people like dum 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 Michelle Obama. You see what I'm saying? It's people like Taraji P. Henson. It's people like Kelly Rowland. It's people like Michelle Williams who who teeter tot you know, back and forth in the gospel world in the world of of, of Satan. You understand that it's all—it's so many people. It's and it's you know, white people too, white celebrities too, who also have get, uh, been granted access into the the black household through music, film, and television. Okay, so it's it's that's the agenda, and then again you have these people in these positions to further that agenda. Beyonce just happens to be the most popular the most successful, and honestly, the best at what she does. She's the best. She's the most talented singer. She's the most, you know, the, the most engaging entertainer. She's the m- most influential. A- and so she has the most power as far as being the, the ability to push that, that influence. She's got more money and push that agenda. So, so that's so if you guys understand the issue here again these young girls need positive role models they need role models these young girls are having babies at 13 at 14 at 15 16 years old having babies when these when these baby when the when the, the babies grow up to be 15 the mother is barely 30 in many cases so now we have two different generations who are being influenced, negatively influenced, and have been negatively influenced by the same person, the very same person, the same people. 
And it's having a horrible, horrible effect because you can't be a positive influence in your daughter's life if if you yourself are still, have been, and are still being influenced by the queen of, of, of Satanism, Beyonce. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. When I say Satanism, I mean literally pushing a satanic agenda, a, an agenda of sex, debauchery, lesbianism, whorism. You know, that's what she represents, darkness. And we're going to talk tonight about mental illness and, and, and psychotic behavior and just, you know, uh, 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 bipolarism and just violence, darkness. That's what she represents. There's nothing positive about her whatsoever. I mean, you know, seriously, when you really, I mean, seriously, if you really try to think like, yo, what, what are some positive things? Then people go to, well, she's successful. Well, she, you know, she's rich. Well, she's this and that. But those are not, if you look biblically, spiritually, that's not success. Publicly proclaiming Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, resulting in you having eternal life in heaven. That's success. I mean, I don't, and I'm not judging anybody, but, you know, I don't think anyone, when they say by, you'll be known by your, by your fruits, that fruit doesn't taste or smell too good, what she's putting out, based on the Bible. That's not someone who's going to enjoy the fruits of, of, of heaven. Show me in the Bible where anything that she's doing or any of these messages, any of these images are going to result in everlasting life as defined in the Bible. What scripture would you can you find that at Courtney? Where where what does she, where is she what's she putting out there that's going to result in everlasting life? Absolutely nothing. Right. So that's all I'm asking. Like you can't you can't defend someone if you claim to be a Christian when they're clearly not just not putting out you know positive things, godly things, but literally putting out literally satanic things and that's what people don't understand that's why we do these shows on the definition of satanism like what does that even mean and and if you understand the actual definition of it beyonce epitomizes it epitomizes it it's like the poster child for satanism if you understand what that word means if you don't say oh no it's no big deal okay so the first thing is these girls they need role models now, now, somebody's saying, well, you know, Beyonce is not a role model. That's not, her music is not, you know, catered, she's not catering to these children. She, you know, her core audience is adults. But that's a crock of crap, okay? Because what you got to understand is when you put somebody on the cover of Time magazine and you call them literally the most influential woman in the world, your audience unlimited. There is no core audience. You, that means you're influencing everyone. Watch this. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, these are people who, who literally had millions of followers to this day, influential people, positive people. You never saw, but see, you never saw Martin Luther King say, you know what, 
I'm I'm just going to focus on this group of people, forget these other group of people. No, it's like I'm going to because I have these followers, because I have the this responsibility, I'm going to make sure my message is something that resonates with everyone. This message of positivity isn't just going to be for one group of people. And in fact, I'm going to be very careful about what I put out there because I'm a role model. You don't see a lot of people understand leaders don't choose to be leaders. You lead based on on who you are. You see what I'm saying? You like you do what you do, and if what you do is positive and it affects people, then you will be. You, people will follow you, and if people are following you because of who you are and what you do, then that is why you're leading. Only because people are following you. You're not a leader if you have no followers. You know what I'm saying? And you're not positively leading anyone if your message is negative. So either way, no matter how you slice it, her message is negative, and she has followers, and she's not leading anyone in a positive direction. So there's nothing positive. There's nothing uplifting. There are young girls that literally know more about Beyonce than they know about Rosa Parks. These little girls have no idea who Harriet Tubman even is. They're talking about a $20 bill. You think they care about a $20 bill? Y'all know what I'm y'all, y'all know that people are more excited about lemonade than they are about Harriet Tubman being on a $20 bill. I mean, y'all, I just really hope people understand that. I really hope people understand it. These young people, listen to what I'm saying. You might find a couple people like, okay, yeah, that's great. People who actually care, but the vast majority of people could give a damn about Rose, I mean, uh, Harriet Tubman. I just want y'all to understand that. And you know it and I know it. The world is on fire right now about this whole Beyonce thing. More, that's a, that's a, Courtney, do you see a freaking problem with that? That these kids know more about Beyonce and Lemonade than they do about one of our greatest leaders of all time. Yeah, it's a huge problem. I think what's even, you know, um, worse is that, not only are, you know, they're excited about Beyonce and, you know, they want to know her every move, but it's being encouraged in their household, you know, because a lot of their mothers are excited, just as excited, if not more, about Beyonce. So they're looking up to Beyonce as, you know, their role model. And it's, you know, no coincidence that later on in life, those little girls will start to act like you know, Beyonce acts in her songs and her lyrics. So they'll live those lyrics out in real life. <clears throat> right. See, here's the thing about it. You're right. They will. They, you know, they will absolutely later in, later in life. But guess what? A lot of, now, unfortunately, it's not just later in life. These, I, just, I just recently, I hear so much. I walk my dog. I go to the corner store. You know, I'm in the malls. I like to walk around. I do different things. I'm in the hood every day. I have businesses in the hood. I see so much. These these little, I mean, I, I cannot tell you. I don't know if y'all are in the hood or not, where you live or in your daily travels, but I'm out there every day in these streets, guys. These kids, man, y'all have no idea how influenced they are by people like Jay-Z, by people like Beyonce, who is who is who advocates drug use. So many people have no idea what she's saying, even saying in these lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Where she's like, you know, even the voices that she does, like she's simulating, like she's high or something. 
you know, I've never smoked weed before, but you guys ever hear someone like how they when you're smoking and you, you know, you, you take a puff. You know, you probably have to ask Courtney because I know she used to smoke back in the day. But, like, you know how, like, when no, you try to talk and you're smoking weed, like, like that voice, that's the voice that Beyonce puts in her song. You know, mm-hmm. it's just people are not stupid. You know, it's like, wow, Beyonce, what are you, damn, you're, you're, you're high, Beyonce? You're smoking weed? You know, you're just in the schools with Michelle Obama talking about the importance of a healthy lifestyle. You know, let's move. Let's, what do you say, move something, do something. You're talking, now you're smoking weed. You're, you're, you know, you're getting high. You're drunk in love. You know, you're, you're living this lifestyle that's contradictory to the lifestyle that you're encouraging these kids to live. It's, it's hypocritical. It's sending mixed messages. It's that double-mindedness that the Bible speaks so much about. You cannot live, you know, and I'm not perfect. I'm not saying, but I'm not, you're not going to hear me say things publicly that 100% contradict other things that I've said publicly. You see what I'm saying? That's the epitome of hypocrisy. And that's what she's doing. That's what she's made a career of doing. Over the years, we've done, I mean, we've, you know, we've pointed out countless instances of hypocrisy to the point where no one could deny it. All right? So that's, do you guys see an issue there? So, there, I mean, there's so many issues that we're going to, I mean, let's just talk about some others. So, now this whole lemonade thing, I mean, let's just, now, I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch that ridiculous. I was not taking an hour out of my day and watching the whole, you know, these freaking music videos. However, I got the gist of it. Although I will, I will watch it because, you know, I'm not, I, you know, I like to see things for myself. You guys know that by, about me by now. I will, so I'll check it out at some point, but I did get the gist of it from the things that I have seen. And, you know, it, it is putting forth, I mean, so many, I don't even know where to start. There's so many issues with it. But overall, you guys saw it, it's putting forth, you know, the the narrative that it's okay to get your heart broken, you know, be cheated on, be jealous, be insecure, and respond to those things with violence, immaturity, and, and downright psychotic behavior. It's sending that message like, wow, that's okay. <clears throat> wow, that's cool. You know, let's glamorize. You know, you guys have heard us talk, did whole shows on Jasmine Sullivan's song back in the day, Bust the Windows Out Your Car. You guys heard me and Gerald talk about that. You've heard me and Courtney talk about Keisha Cole's song, Trust and Believe, where she's, you know, acting like a psycho. I mean, so many other, we did a whole show on the on the movie uh, Gone Girl, How to Avoid Being and Dealing with a Psycho. You did a show, we did a show recently on Sanaa Lathan's movie, um, what is it, um, The Perfect Guy. You heard our show on Idris Elba and Taraji P. Henson's movie. Uh, what's the name? What's the movie, Courtney? Um, um, what's the name of the movie? No Good Deed. You know. No Good Deed. No, no Good Deed. We've done shows on all the, everything I just named. Google it. You, you'll find the show. So we've talked about psychotic behavior for years, countless shows on how to avoid dealing with psychos, how to avoid being a psycho, the effects of low self. You know, we've, we've talked about all that stuff. And so here Beyonce comes with a with a show with a song and a, and a video that not just helps women avoid that type of behavior, but actually encourages that behavior. It makes it cool. It glamorizes that behavior. Do you guys see a problem with that? It doesn't. Say, you see, it's amazing. It's amazing that people use. And you guys have heard me say this for years. Um, you guys have heard me. What do I always say? I've been saying this for years. You guys probably know it by heart. 
people have stolen this quote. I've started. I said this for years, but I said that uh, strong women, you know, in the face of adversity, okay, they walk away with their heads held high and their dignity intact. That's what strong women do. Weak women, insecure, jealous women, they resort to violence, stalking, being a psycho. That's what weak women do. Because when you when you don't believe that you're strong enough or that you are valuable enough to just walk away and let that man experience that loss, you leaving is the loss. But when you don't love yourself enough to believe that, you feel like, mm-mm. Me leaving, he won't care if I leave him. He won't give a damn about that, but he cares about this car. So I'm going to slash the tires. Let me break the windows because I know he loves that car. He don't care about me. You know, you don't love yourself enough to believe that just removing yourself is enough to be, you know what I mean, to to, to convey your point. When you've got to resort to violence, that's what we, don't you understand? That's what weak women do. Weak women do that. Not strong women, and that yet yet you have people, respected people, out here referring to this woman as strong when she's perpetuating violence. People are people talking about oh Donald Trump, he's perpetuating violence. He's encouraging violence. What the heck is Beyonce doing in this lemonade video? I mean, seriously, the hypocrisy is amazing. That's the main you know, complaint people have with Donald Trump. He encourages violence. He does X, Y, and Z. But the same, you know, listen, the same things that people hate about Trump, they love about Beyonce. How crazy is that? It's the same thing. But see, people don't understand. Everything she does ends up being newsworthy. And I don't care. I don't care. I could care less if if people... Like, cause there's so you guys know there's so many people who we don't talk about. There's some people who we don't talk about who put out negative imagery. Yeah, I could care less about them. But these kids, like, even you don't even really hear me talk about Nicki Minaj like that, except when she gets on stage with Beyonce. Cause I people know what, generally speaking, people know what she represents, and they can make a decision. But the problem with it is people don't know what Beyonce represents. Parents have been deceived. You know, Beyonce makes a, has made a career of deception. She presents herself as a role model. Nicki Minaj isn't really presenting herself as a role model. Her name is Nicki Minaj. It tells you what she stands for right there. But Beyonce, for whatever reason, people have become brainwashed into thinking that she's positive. I've had arguments. I've had debates with parents who have argued me down, parents of children. Young children who are trying to tell me, yo, what are you talking about? She is positive. I'm like, like, are you, are you crazy? Like, no, no, I mean, no disrespect, but you're crazy if you think that she's a positive, if she is someone that you would want your children listening to. You're either crazy or just ignorant or a combination of the two. There's no way you can hear these lyrics and see these videos, and see these performances, and say, wow, I want to take my child to this concert when this chick is spreading her crotch, you know, her legs and exposing her crotch for the world to see. Her nipples are on full display. 
That is not appropriate. Like back in the day, my parents loved me enough to say, you will not go to two live crew. You will not see these girls dancing butt naked. You will not go to see the little Kim or whoever was around when I was growing up because they didn't want me and my siblings exposed to that stuff. So why are these parents now not looking at her in the same way? She is the two live crew of this generation. You know, everything that people hated about those people as parents growing up, and she, you might not even hated them. I know parents who enjoyed 2 Live Crew and enjoyed NWA, but they understood from an intellectual standpoint, this is not appropriate for my kids. Yeah, I might listen to it, but this ain't appropriate for my five-year-old. But that's not what's happening now. Parents love Beyonce, and because their selfishness is to the extent that they love Beyonce so much, they don't care if their kids listen to it. They almost even want their kids to experience it just for some sick purposes. They're not even able to compartmentalize and say, whoa, whoa, let me just love Beyonce on myself, which is an issue of, in and of itself, but let me just love her. I don't want to expose my kids to this. And I think I think a part of it is, because when you when you even stop and say, wait a minute, this is inappropriate for my kids, then you kind of got to stop and, and self-reflect on like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Why do I like her again? So people were rather than actually analyzing and self-reflecting on themselves why they like it, they say, you know what? They've convinced themselves, no, she's great. And because she's so great, it's fine for my kids to listen to someone saying he Monica Lewinsky all over my freaking gown. Uh, driver, roll up the partition, please. I don't need you seeing Yonsei on her, on her knees. That's okay for my little five-year-old, ten-year-old girl to listen to. You, you, I mean, a man ejaculating on your freaking dress to the point where now you don't even have a... What's she saying? He popped all my buttons and ripped my blouse. He Monica Lewinsky all on my gown. Whoa there, daddy, daddy, bring me a towel. Oh, baby, we better slow it down. Like, bring a towel for what? To wipe the cum off your freaking mouth? You, you know what I'm saying? This is that's I've I've never you I've never I've listened to Little Kim growing up. Great, the biggest whores in musical history haven't said whorish things to that extent. Show Courtney. Show anyone. Google a lyric. From a black female artist, any artist, you know, that's more vulgar than what than what Beyonce said in Partition. Oh, he's so horny, yeah, he went to F-U-C-K. He popped all the buttons and ripped my blouse. He Monica lewinsky all over my gown. Show me anyone who is who has more vulgar lyrics than that. I don't, you know, I don't need you seeing Beyonce on her knees. That's the most horrid thing. I mean, you would never see a respectable, godly woman talking like that, Courtney. Name, Courtney, yeah. remember, name, name something that's more horrid than that. I can't at the moment. I can't think of anything. He Monica Lewinsky all on my gown. Like, you dirty chick. <laughs> you know. And again, like I said, if that was someone like Little Kim or or you know Nicki Minaj or or. Uh, you know Pamela Anderson or you know anyone like that who who 
where it was obvious who they are and what they represent, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. But again, I literally was in the corner store a few weeks ago and heard a young girl singing that song. Singing that not that part. Oh yeah, he Mike and then when she don't have Mike gal. Like what? You don't even know who Monica Lewinsky is. You don't even know the significance of that. And these little girls are singing that. You know, but they're not just singing it, they're living it. These little girls are out here having sex. These little girls want to be bootylicious. They want to gyrate and do these. She's, again, Time Magazine rated her the most influential woman in the world. When you are the most influential woman in the world, you have a responsibility to put forth a positive message. And if you choose not to, then you're a piece of crap. You're worse than the scum on the street. If you have that level of influence and you choose, you willingly and actively choose to put forth whorish material, lyrics, propaganda, you are the scum of the earth and the recipient of God's wrath for people who who cause the youth to sin. You got you, we all should know that scripture by now. What happens to people who cause these little ones to sin? Fall victim to sin. Beyoncé is she epitomizes the the type of person that God is referring to with that scripture. And we got to acknowledge that. We have to, you know what I'm saying? We have to. Okay, so so let's let's take a look. Let's see what else is what other issues that we have here. Because again, we're talking about uh, lemonade. Okay, we're talking about this whole media frenzy. Okay, let's just go. Let's talk about it from a hypocritical standpoint, real quick. She says, and I didn't hear the song, but I know the the, the this line, the quote, "Becky with the good hair." She says something to the effect of, "You know, you better call Becky Becky with the good hair." Basically, it's a reference. Uh, basically, what people are saying is, you know, an accusation or a revelation that Jay Z has been unfaithful. Now, I just want to take you guys back. Now, we've done so many shows back in the day. You know, I couldn't even tell you where it is. But anyone who's been listening to me for quite some time knows. I mean, we, you guys know. You guys have heard. Many of you. Be, be clear. They, the, you know, you've heard me, uh, you know, predict so many celebrity breakups and talk. We talked about this stuff. You guys already know by now, or should by now, know by now. I predicted this whole thing will end at some point. I told you from day one, Jay Z is cheating on Beyonce, has cheated on her, will continue to cheat on. I said, I said that for the last however long they've been together. You guys have heard it. I know it. Everyone knows that. It's you know well documented. My views on Beyonce and Jay Z over the course of the years. So this is nothing new. I've said it. I told. Watch this. Who remembers our? We we did a whole breakdown of the the song Lost Ones, where where Jay Z did the whole second verse was about Beyonce. The whole second verse was about Beyonce. And watch this. What did he say? Hold on. Don't make me Google it right now. And while Courtney gets long winded like she normally does, I'll go ahead and Google the the, the verse of Lost Ones, or Lost One. Where he, the whole verse is about Beyonce and her career and her not wanting to commit to Jay Z the way he wanted her to at that time. 
right? And he put, he it affected him to the point where he was like, look, we'll go our separate ways, whatever. Man, if I'm gonna Google. Hold on, let me. Right, look, we got time, man. Hold up. What is it? Lost one. Jay Z. Hold on. Oh, y'all, y'all can chill. You know, we get over here. Y'all gotta wait. Y'all gonna follow me? Just watch. Hey, y'all know me. I don't care. Just keep it real fight. We're going to keep it. We don't need the front. No need to worry about dead air. This is the realest show on the planet. We're going to keep it real. We're just going to do this together. Lost One, Jay-Z. Get your laptops out. Lyrics. Let's take our time with it. Y'all ain't got nothing to do. If y'all had something to do, y'all wouldn't be here. Y'all be out and about. Y'all here listening because this is where y'all want to be. So we're going to do it together. So let's go here. So verse one. All right. We know about verse one. Verse two. Watch this. Now, y'all, y'all have it up on y'all's screens. Verse 2, Jay-Z Lost Ones, is all about Beyonce. Okay, the whole verse is about, let's read it together. I don't think it's meant to be. B, play on words, double entendre. It's B twice. It's a play on words. I don't think it's meant to be. B, like B, Beyonce, Jay-Z is the king of double entendres. So he's basically telling everybody very subtly, but not so subtly, that he doesn't think that he and Beyonce are meant to be. That's why if, you, if you're looking at it in front of me, it's the word B is twice, okay? I, and it's a comma after B, and then the second B is, so he's like, you know, if you know about journalism, I don't think it's meant to be, comma, and then the name goes after. He's, you're, that means you're talking to that person, that's why he says be twice, playing words. So he's how, you, how do you make a freaking song about your wife? You guys have never heard me say anything negative about my wife publicly, ever, and vice versa. You don't do that. I've never heard my father say anything negative about my mother. I've never heard my mother say anything positive about my, my, my father. I've never heard my grandfather say anything negative about my grandmother, and vice versa. You don't do that. You, you certainly don't make a freaking song about your wife. You don't make a song or a freaking music video about your husband. You don't do that and expect it to last. Who remembers when I predicted Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey breaking up when he did that that uh, interview on, uh, I forget who he was talking to, Hot 97. He, Nick Cannon did a whole uh, interview about Mariah Carey. Freaking, uh, I said, oh, they're done. A year later, they broke up. Courtney and, Car- and, and, and Scott Disick. She did a whole freaking episode on Scott. I told y'all years ago. I said, "Oh, Courtney and Scott are done. Now they're done." You know, like it's you don't do that. So I told y'all we did this whole show on Jay Z and Beyonce years ago. Many of you remember. I this exactly what I'm doing right now. Listen, I did this four years ago. I said you don't do a whole verse about your freaking wife and expect this relationship to last. He says, "I don't think it's meant to be." B as in Beyonce, but she loves her work more than she does me. And honestly, at 23, I probably would love my work more than I did she. So we, it's me and her, because she prefers over me is work, and that's where we differ. So I have to give her free time, even if it hurts. So breathe, mommy, it's deserved. You've been put on this earth to be all you can be like the reserves. And me, my time in the army is served. Basically saying, hey, you're 23. This is your time to shine. I've been there and done that. I'm ready to settle down. I'm ready to have kids. I've already served my time. You're just starting, so go ahead, mommy, breathe. Do you. He's saying he's letting her go. He says, but I have to allow she her time to serve. So now time's for her. In time, she'll mature. 
and maybe we can be we again like we were. Finally, my time's too short to share, and to ask her now, that ain't fair. So yeah, she lost one. Anyone who doesn't understand that that was obviously and clearly about, you know, Beyonce at that time in their life is a fool. It obviously was. So watch this. Now a lot of people say, well, they were able to work through it. They were able to work through it. No, they stayed together. They didn't break up. Listen, 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 listen. Stop the foolishness, okay? Listen, Jay-Z would have been a fool himself looking like the camel from the freaking, you know, cigarette ads to think that he could leave Beyonce and, you know what I'm saying, and replace her on that level that he was accustomed to living. So he said, you know what? I'm going to stay with her, but but what, Courtney? What did he do? Cheat on her. He still had someone on the side. Exactly. What y'all, and it's the same thing we talk about every freaking night. Y'all have to understand. Listen, there's so much stuff I want to say about this. You can't, you can, if a, when a man feels this way to this extent, by the time it gets to this point, by the time it gets to Beyonce's point, it's too late. It's over. It's been over. By the time, think about it. To the point, I mean, imagine all the conversations, imagine all the arguments. That Jay Z and Beyonce had, had that led to this second verse in Lost Ones, and that was years ago. Imagine all the fights. Well, you saw the fight with Solange. Solange said, "Look, you going you're not gonna check on Beyonce for cheating on you and doing different things, having illeg- illegitimate babies. Oh, I'm gonna get him in the elevator. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's just a, a snippet. There's tons more stuff, guys." There's tons more stuff out there. And you have to understand, no man is going to stay faithful to a woman that he feels that way about. A lot of people say, well, no, it's not right to cheat. But it's not right to cheat, but it's real. That's what happens. That's why we tell y'all, ladies, you can't do that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You got to be, you got to communicate. You guys, are these people, they're communicating through music. She's making videos. He's making, you know what I'm saying, verses. And there's, you know... Upgrade you first. Jay Z was wearing jerseys and stuff. Now, next thing you know, he's wearing suits. Next thing you know, Beyonce comes out with the song "Upgrade You." These people are sending subliminal messages to each other. It's the, it's honestly, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. And so, all of this stuff, you still got people looking at them as some type of power couple. It's amazing to me. They literally epitomize everything you don't want to be. We just had a a, a show last year on War Room. Everyone loved War Room. They loved the show on War Room, but then they some people still have the audacity to look at people like them as if they're maintaining some type of successful marriage. It's ridiculous. It appears, and again, I'm not in their home, but again, you see this stuff publicly through what they present to us, and people still look at it like, oh no, it's you know that's positive. No, it's not positive. So, so the, I mean, Courtney, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you that verse. Could you imagine me writing a verse or doing a show about my wife, even if we just had a fight? We've had fights, you know, uh, you know, while I've been on the air, of course, obviously. But I'm not, you guys don't know that. You guys don't hear that. You don't, you know what I'm saying? It's disrespectful. No, I've, I've never heard you, you know, say anything bad about your wife, and you never will. And But that's how it should be. You know, but then, like, you have Jay-Z and Beyonce. It's like, 
they take turns being childish, but I, I, I feel a little bit differently about this, meaning, like, I totally agree if obviously he's cheating on her and all that. That's beyond obvious. I don't think that they have a happy marriage. I don't think that. But I just wonder, you know, because she's doing all of this stuff and, you know, she's putting it out there that he's cheating on her, but yet she's not leaving. It doesn't look like she even wants to leave because of the business relationship they have, not her being happy. I doubt she's happy. I know she's not, but is she really going to go anywhere? Let me just answer that question. Let me answer the question for you. Listen, in case it wasn't clear before when I said it four years ago or, you know, if you guys aren't sure out there, I 100% guarantee the headline is coming that says Beyonce and Jay-Z are separated. I I will, you know, I guarantee it. Might not be this year, might not be next year, but just, you know, April 29th, Mark, you know what I'm saying? Just remember this this conversation, and remember where it came from. It's 100% impossible to have a successful marriage without you know based on that foundation that they clearly have laid out for each other. You know, taking these public shots at each other, it's just ridiculous. So just know that that is coming, okay? I, as you, you, if you've ever heard me predict anything with certainty. Please understand, I'm more certain about this than anything ever. It's 100% obvious, okay? So just watch, look out for that. But, again, so there's that. And we'll talk about more stuff like that. He's obviously been cheating. And, he, and, and, and men know this. That's the, like, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. I talk to men every day. I talk to married men. I talk to single men. And the only women who really love Beyonce, or the only people who love Beyonce, are single women. That's like the most craziest thing in my, in, in like my, that I've ever seen in my life. It's single women. The married women I know look at Beyonce like, mm, I, don't, I can't, yeah, I can't mess with her like that. Like from a musical standpoint, they might be like, okay, yeah, she's cool. I'll check out the performance with her. But like idolizing her and epitomizing, like you know, incorporating her behavior into their life like you don't see you know happily married women doing that because it's ridiculous and it's because they don't want to be cheated on no men like beyonce i mean so many things beyonce and i'm just gonna this is to keep in real fridays coming out beyonce is the most average woman out there okay no one even like i've said this over the years but it's it's important for women to understand the media propaganda please understand the, the irony of this whole thing, and I, I could not wait to do this show. She's talking about you better call Becky with the good hair. One of the things I said on social media, I said, ladies, if given a choice, and all men have a choice, nine, I, I, I was being generous by saying 99%, but really I meant all men will choose Becky with the good hair over a ghetto, hood, ratchet, uh, independent woman complex having chick like Beyonce or anyone else like that. No one wants that. I mean, just listen to the music. Listen to how she talks. Listen to the lack of humility. She's, it's almost like a dude. She's so aggressive. It's just, you know, catch, paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. 
I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My mom, like, you mix that Negro with the Creole, make a Texas Bama. Like, yo, shut the heck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody wants to hear that crap. No man wants to hear that crap like that. Y'all don't understand, like, that will get you cheated on. That will leave you single. That will cause you being looked at as, like, the worst possible woman. And I've been saying this for years. You guys know that. But now you're seeing it. Now you understand why Jay-Z was having sex with Ray, uh, oh, shit, you know what I mean? I'm about to say Rachel Roy, you know what I'm saying? But maybe it's her, maybe it's not. But I care. But you see now, it's evident by these by this music, that dude's been cheating, that dude's been creeping, and so now you got to look back at years and years and years of these shows and go through the archives and be like, oh snap, oh snap, I was fighting with Daydon, I wasn't feeling that. I thought that no, I thought that she got the prize because she got the ring, but now. It's all making sense. Yeah, she got the ring. Yeah, they got married. But that nigga was cheating. You guys see how that works? You guys see either the beehive and the, the psychos who, who are listening silently because they really love Beyonce, but they still want to hear what this dude had to say about it. Now y'all see. You can be like Beyonce all you want, but one of two things is gonna is guaranteed to happen. You're going to be single and cry yourself to sleep at night, or you're going to get a dude who doesn't really want you and is making entire verses about you publicly, you know, and then ultimately cheating on you, having illegitimate babies on you, that type of stuff. And so you're either way, no matter how you slice it, it's not a good thing. You know, women think that she's like this great thing. No man wants, you know how men, I was telling somebody this earlier today, you know how men look at Beyonce? It's when they say, yo, what's up, what you doing tonight? Let's hit the strip club. Beyonce's a whore, plain and simple, guys. No disrespect, but she's a whore. And when I say a whore, I mean someone who sells her body for money. Someone who's made a living, a career off of sex and sexual, overly, overly sexualized imagery. That's what strippers do. They sell you. See, a lot of people, see, watch this. See, I'm about to tell you all some, some truth. See, watch this. When I say whore, I, what, what I mean by that is strippers, guys. People don't understand. Strippers don't make their money from stripping. People say, what? What, what do you mean? What are you talking about, Daydon? What are you saying? Listen, let me say it again for you all, because a lot of people don't understand how this works. Strippers... Don't make their money from stripping. Let's let's go let's go to Courtney for the trivia. Just I'll give you one guess, Courtney. How do strippers, most strippers in this country, how do they make their money? Through the sex that goes on after the performances. Exactly. That's where the money is. Let's all give Courtney a round of applause, guys. Come on, because she, she's, you know what I mean? She about one for a thousand on this show. You know what I mean? Let's give her a round of applause. Clap it up. Thank you. Thank you know you. what I'm saying? Yes, yes. <laughs> Take a bow. Do a curtsy. You know what I'm saying? But that's she hit the nail on the head. Strippers make their money. If this was 2007, you know what I'm saying? I'd say something else. But they make their money from sex. Okay? They make their money from sex. They present an image that makes you lust after them. 
Okay, the performances. Beyonce gets on there and she, you know, she makes men lust after. She hypnotizes them with her with her hips and her movements and all that stuff. The only difference, and so that's that's how she's making. She's whoring her body the same way a stripper does. Only thing is, the stripper actually you pay them, you see them up on stage, you you feel them how they're moving. You say, hey, you look kind of sexy. Let me get a lap. I'm, I'm gonna pay for a lap dance from you. I'm going to give you $20. I'm going to give you $30 for four minutes and let you grind on me. And based on the grinding, that's going to make me want to spend $300 for a private room that comes with the champagne and all that other stuff, you know, for a half hour or for an hour. Well, what do you all think is going on in the, in the champagne room? So now we're talking about $300. That's just for the room. I'm just t- I know everything. I know how all this stuff works. That's just for the room. What goes down in the room is another couple thousand, depending on the situation. Might be another couple hundred. Either way, that's what you're really paying for. That's how the strippers are really making their money. And so that's what Beyonce is doing. She's whoring herself out the same way. In just a, it's just a different way. Same concept, different. I mean, different technique. All right. And so that just please understand that, guys. That's how these men are looking at Beyonce. Jay-Z's the biggest clown on the planet for actually wifing her up. It's no coincidence that he's sleeping with whoever. He doesn't want that. Nobody wants that. Look at my wife. Look how she presents herself. You guys have seen her on social media, different things. Look at my mom. Look at different people. Look at your moms, maybe. I don't know. Nobody. They don't talk like that. You know what I'm saying? They don't talk like Beyonce talks, that cockiness, that arrogance, that attitude. Nobody wants that. You'll get smashed off and left, you know, and then man will end up marrying someone who's soft-spoken and humble and godly and spiritual. Nobody wants these freaking, you know what I'm saying? Nobody wants that. Please just listen to what I'm saying. Like, don't be like that. Understand what it is. You want to like her music? Fine, whatever. She makes good music. So, some of it. She she put it like this. She has made good music. I haven't heard a good Beyonce song in quite some time, quite some time. And I don't think you guys have either. Let's keep it. If we keep it real tonight, what's the last good Beyonce song? Last good Beyonce song I heard was probably One Plus One. Okay, and that was several years ago. But so now the rumors are that Jay Z is sleeping with Rachel Rachel Roy, who I, interestingly enough is Dame Dash's ex-wife. Now, if you guys know anything about Rockefeller and, you know, Dame Dash and Jay-Z had this big falling out, which led to the dissolution of of Rockefeller. Jay-Z basically bought Dame Alice for somewhere around, you know, $100 million or something like that. And so he maintained the rights to uh, Rockefeller or whatever. And then shortly thereafter, Dame Dash, uh, you know, split up with his wife, Rachel Roy, who's a, a very influential fashion designer. And so, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe he is. Maybe that's the reason they broke up. Maybe, but I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't gossip. I don't, I'm not here to speculate. But my point is, whether it was her, whether it was somebody else, you'd be crazy to think Jay-Z is not smashing off Beyonce. And, 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 and for anyone to think that you can, you're obviously talking about your husband. You're obviously talking about your relationship. And for anyone to see that 
And to see the fact that she's staying there and to still view her as strong or independent, it totally invalidates everything she said over the last years, all these years. I'm a survivor. I'm an independent woman. All this crap, but you're staying with someone who you're publicly accusing of cheating on you. Your own sister attacked in the freaking elevator most likely for the same exact reason which we're discussing, and you're still viewing this woman as a role model, as someone who's strong? It's a joke. It's 100% a joke. Okay? I mean, let's just say, and let's just say this. Let's just say hypothetically, because you know the psychos, now what are you talking about? She's a marketing genius. I'm seeing everyone saying she's a mar- they're marketing geniuses. Mar- marketing genius? So, 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 just so I understand, you're selling, you're, you're, you're whoring out your marriage. You're whoring your husband out. You're whoring your wife out to sell records. You know, you're making a mockery of, of your love for each other. You're, you're ma- Let's just say hypothetically they do love each other. You, you want people to think that you're, you're a cheater? You want people to think that you're a weak woman for staying with a cheater? So one of the two is in place. Either he's really cheating on her and she's really weak for staying, or this whole thing is one big marketing ploy, but you're whoring each other out to sell records. It's one. I promise you, it's one of the two. Which one is it, Courtney? I am. He's cheating, and she's the thing. That's what I'm saying. That's Either way, saying. it's no good. Either way, it's one of the two. Obviously, neither one of them is. You know, is is okay. And either both of them are horrible. So, and so, again, you got it, this whole, now let's just go back real quick, because here's the thing, and we've talked about this, there's a lot of hypocrisy that goes on in the black community. Why is it okay for Beyonce to refer, and it, was it, uh, Iggy Azalea, I mean, uh, Azalea Banks, oh, no, no, Iggy, no, I said it right, uh, Iggy, well, Azalea Banks has some things to say also, but Iggy Azalea said, hold up, you can't, as a black woman, refer to white people collectively as Becky, and that not be racist. Y'all know that's a racial slur, right? You can't make racial slurs and have it not be racist. You can't call Japanese people Japs. You can't call black people niggers. You can't call white people crackers or Beckys or black people Tyrones, you know, or 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 Habib if you're talking about Middle Easterners. Like that's not okay. That's actually racist. It's no, it's all the same. They're racial slurs. So why is it okay for Beyonce to use this, you know, this Becky term to describe a white woman? What all white people are called Becky? I mean, like, I'm, I'm just asking, like, what is that? You know, that's like if a random white person say, "Hey, oh, yo, Shaniqua, come here, Shaniqua." Like, what? My name is, Tim, you know, Tasha. Wait, why are you calling me? That's racist. Would you be offended if somebody randomly called you Bonquisha? Absolutely. Right. Well, hold on. So you'd be offended if someone called you Bonquisha. So why is it okay for Beyonce to call people Becky, white people Becky? I didn't say it was okay. I never said I know. it was okay. I know. That's my <laughs> point. It's not okay. So why do people not see a problem with, you know what I'm saying, that's racist. These are racial slurs, and yet, yet the media, I mean, now watch this. Donald Trump is racist, though. 
Donald Trump says any little thing, the media labels it as racist. I mean, like, not even racist comments. I've seen every debate, I've seen every interview, and I have literally not heard or seen not one racist comment by Donald Trump. It's all media manipulation. I've, I've, every day I say, show me, point, point to me one direct quote from Donald Trump that was racist. Not one person can ever do it. Why? Because it's all media manipulation, media propaganda. But Beyonce comes out with clear and blatant racial slurs Okay, and you know, no, it's you know, it's covered totally covered up. Now watch this. This is amazing. Normally, you watch these news broadcasts. The news is supposed to be objective, right? I've never seen anything like this before. I was watching Good Morning America. They were freaking praising her. They even said, "Oh my, oh my gosh, this work is brilliant. This is the news. <laughs> this is the news." Like, yeah, Beyonce came out. It's like, oh my gosh, it was just. It was great. It was brilliant. It's like, oh my gosh, she it's like she can do no wrong. I'm like, what? She can do no wrong. Like this is the media talk. They're like paid informants like hyping something up. I mean this is stuff that's worth millions of dollars, these praises from the mainstream media. You know, it's like, yo, how I mean, you can't even you will never hear anyone publicly from a media standpoint ever say anything negative about Beyonce. No critic, no talk show host, no news reporter. You will never hear anyone, and that's ridiculous. Because I don't care who you are, there's always going to be someone critical of what you do. And that's how you know it's all fake. They talk about the system being rigged. It's so rigged. No critic has anything, no one anywhere in, the, anywhere in Hollywood has anything negative to say about Beyonce? I mean, does that even make sense, Courtney? No, but you you know what's funny that besides us, you know the only other person I heard say something about her was Bill O'Reilly, but then people attacking him about her music and how it affects young black girls. Right, and we did a whole show on that. We did a whole show. Google our special on Bill O'Reilly versus Beyonce. That was actually a classic show because it's so hypocritical. Bill, people attack Bill O'Reilly, but watch this. I said this. I say the exact same thing. Things that Bill O'Reilly says and people love it, you know, or maybe they hate it. I just don't know. Who knows? One of the two. But I, I, you know, what I'm saying I, you won't call me racist. You don't hear people calling in to cuss me out because no, people know when I speak, I speak the truth. Everything I've said, I don't deal with backlash because knowing like the words that I say, it's like you be a fool to disagree or debate because I'm not saying anything. I haven't said anything that's incorrect. I haven't said anything that's crazy, but 90% of the things that I've said, Donald Trump has said or Bill O'Reilly has said on different occasions, but because I'm saying it, it's like, oh, okay. He's speaking from a biblical standpoint, so, well, you know, what can I really say? You see what I'm saying? Like, even with this Beyonce stuff, I'm not saying anything that's incorrect. You know, these kids do need positive role models. Now, And then you got, speaking of Beyonce, you got peep psychos Attacking Rachel Roy, excuse me, Rachel Ray, these freaking idiots, these morons, literally attacking her Twitter, her Instagram accounts. Thomas, I'm not buying your cookbooks anymore. I'm not going to eat your food. People are so <laughs> stupid. People are so stupid. First of all, it's probably not even Rachel Roy, and they're sitting up here attacking Rachel Ray, 
over something that she's like this, you know, she, nobody, she ain't even worried about no Beyonce. It's ridiculous. People are so stupid. The beehive. The hell, what is that? Beehive. Oh, yeah, I'm in the beehive. Yeah, it's just stupid. I see why Jay-Z cheated on that stupid crap. You know? Anyone who's saying, I mean, think, I mean, really think about this stuff. You you know, you, Diddy, and this is no disrespect to anyone, but D, even Diddy said, <laughs> and I always go back to this, people don't understand how this stuff works. The media has people so convinced that you got to look a certain way. Diddy even said, and this is someone who parties all over the world, who can have any woman he wants or whatever. He even said, I don't mess with fake hoes. All I touch is J-Lo's. You know what I'm saying? And that's no again, that's no disrespect to anybody, but it's it's real. And it, and it's real not, not to say that you know, you have to look like JLo, but it does what it does speak directly to is the media bias that tells women that people like Beyoncé are desirable. When you have someone like Diddy, you know, saying, "Hey, look, I don't mess with fake hoes." Well, Beyoncé epitomizes being a fake hoe. You know, fake hair, She's wearing fake contacts, you know, just all types of stuff. Nobody wants that fake crap, Nicki Minaj, all that crap. They want someone who 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 looks real, real hair, real eyes, real nails, minimal makeup, natural beauty. You know, so don't let the media fool you. No one is trying to wife up Beyonce. Beyonce is not on anyone's top five list. I can show you top five lists. I can, you know, point to people Throughout history, beautiful women who are universally on all black men's top five lists. Some of those people off the top of my head, people like Sally Richardson, Nia Long, Maya, um, uh, Halle Berry, uh, you know what I'm saying? You you look at people like that who are universally on people's top five lists. Beyonce is not even in the conversation. Please don't think that I'm just saying it. Talk to any man you know. Hey, oh, by the way, what's your top fathers? What women you find most beautiful? Beyonce is not even in the conversation. So just understand that that look, that attitude is the opposite of what any man wants. I don't know any man who's ever even mentioned Beyonce in the conversation of the most beautiful women or most desirable women. Okay, certainly not anyone in my circle. You know, and I'm and I'll point to beautiful women who actually are in the conversation, and then you look at Beyonce. Oh yeah, I see, I see what you mean. I see why. You know what I mean? The fellas know. The fellas know. It's just the women who are living in La La Land because of what Beyonce represents. She her music is what women you know gravitate towards, and so because they can identify so much with her music of heartbreak and deceit and getting cheated on. She wants to sell records. So what better way to sell records than to put out a, mu- a, a record about getting cheated on? Every black woman out here has been cheated on at some point. Most women in general have been cheated on. So what better way to draw people in than to make a, 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 music, a record about a psycho who's gotten cheated on, how she wilds out afterwards? Everyone's done that before. We, we all know Courtney has, so that's just an example. <laughs> that's just an example, but... You know, y'all probably did the same thing. I just posted, yo, watch this. I just posted the link in the group a couple of days ago. I said, yo, how many of y'all women have actually got mad and, and actually hit a man before? Like every woman on the thread, just look, and that's just, that's just the friends group. Well, how many women on that thread? 20, 30, 40 women? Oh, yeah, I did. Ha ha. Yeah. I punched him in his face. Yeah, I kicked him in the nuts. Ha ha. I threw a VCR at his face. Oh, yeah. Like, come on. 
That's just a small group of women. Imagine what what that percentage is like nationally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She talking about some y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. If people only understood what that means, what the agenda is all about. You know what I'm saying? She's feeding right into it. She's playing it to a T. You know what I'm saying? What else can we say about this chick, man? I, I'm still trying to get over. <laughs> well, hold on. What she say? When he f me good, I take his ass to the Red Lobster. Like what? <laughs> what? Who says that, yo? When he f's me good, I take his ass to the Red Lobster. Like what? What are you saying? Who say what? What mother? What mother talks like that? You know, I mean, sir, just really ask yourself. When he f's me good, I take his ass like. Driver, roll up the partition, please. I don't need you seeing Yance on her knees. Like, on your knees doing what? You know what I'm saying? Like, who? I mean, ask yourself right now. Can you picture your mother on her knees? I know I can't. Like, that's my mom. Can you? I mean, I would hope that you can't picture. You would not even think of your mother in that way. If you could, that's a serious problem. But most of you guys, you never even would think your mom, you know your mom would never say something like that. Beyonce is the mother of a little girl who's going to grow up in, in her teenage years hearing that music. Pray for Blue Ivy, guys. Pray for Blue Ivy. I mean, seriously. You got it with a mother like Beyonce and a father like Jay-Z. That young girl is going to need some serious, serious prayer. You know what I mean? Now my mascara is smudged. Smudged from what? From him busting a nut in your freaking eye? How'd your mascara get smudged? Like, it's think, I mean, really, this, this is the lyrics. Oh, he's so horny, yeah, he went to F. Yo, man, so, so, you guys, do we need to go on, or I think you guys get the point by now. But, you know, he, daddy didn't bring a towel. He didn't bring a towel. A towel for what? You know what I mean? I mean, come on, Courtney. To wipe the cum off your mouth? Like, what are you saying? This is what little girls are listening to, and no one sees a problem with this. I'm the only one, right? I'm the only problem. I'm the only one that sees the issue with this. Yo. I mean, any last thoughts on this chick, Courtney? Because you know me. And we, like I told y'all, we haven't did a, did a show like this since. For years You want to hear more stuff We've been talking Go back five years Go back six years And listen to some of these shows That we did specifically Where we kept Where I kept it even realer than this About this chick And she's been doing it for years Over a decade What's your thoughts, Courtney? Honestly, we just really need to go back To having two-parent homes Going back to having fathers in the home, that's really what what I'm getting at because, you know, these girls are being raised in a lot of times by single mothers who are Beyonce fans and, you know, they they don't know any better. And so they didn't have a father to show them love, so they're already looking for attention. Their mom more than likely loves Beyonce. Then they hear these lyrics and they think it's okay to act them out. These children are lost, and I I don't even I mean I don't even know what to say. It's just it's too much. You know, the only thing I can say is we need to just get back to the basics. Two parent homes is the 
you know, is the key. Loving, classy, respectable, godly, two-parent homes and families is the key. That's the only key. Anyone who supports Beyonce does not, and I repeat, does not support Jesus Christ or the teachings of Jesus Christ. It's impossible to sit at the tables of God and, and of the devil, as the Bible says. You can't serve two masters for your love one and hate the other. You can't do both. But yet, people want to be in the beehive and be in church. You might as, you might as well just pick one. All right, let's do some Ask Data on Advice questions. There's a couple questions I really wanted to get to. I promised a few uh, people I'd uh, discuss these issues because these are some really good questions, led to some really good conversations, and um, so, uh, some very interesting debates that I wanted to, uh, you know, talk about tonight. We'll do three, and we got some time, making good time tonight. Um, <clears throat> so one of them, and this is a really good question because we talk about relationships, we talk about dating. The question was, and I'm going to paraphrase, but when should keys be given, you know, to your spouse, not, not your spouse, but your mate, your boyfriend, okay, and and when those keys are given, if they're given, you know, is that, is that, does that give you license to pop up, you know, at your own discretion, you know, can you just pop up, can you just show up without calling, is that okay? Several people, or actually, not several, a few people uh, thought that that was, I guess, in some way appropriate um i don't see how anyone would think that would be appropriate but i mean what were your thoughts on that keys first of all are you into giving keys do you think that should even be done and if so when and and if they're given should you be able to pop up um i i feel like as far as when you give a key that's just entirely up to you at your discretion it's not like a set time have I ever done it? No, because I've been in ridiculous situationships, so no, <laughs> that would not apply to me. But would I have a problem doing it in the future? Absolutely not. Um, and then also, if you know, if I had a key, would I feel comfortable coming, you know, just dropping by and popping up? No, because I would respect his privacy. Just because you have a key doesn't mean you could just come by and just come in without even calling. I'm not a fan of somebody coming by at my crib, so I wouldn't do it to hit. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I, I even tried to think of the rationale behind, you know, popping up. It's just there were some people who were saying, well, you know, if you give someone a key, that means you're serious about them and you don't care if they pop up or it's like, but why would you? You know, and that's what, I, what all what it all comes back to me with is, you know, why would you do that? If you, typically, if you pop up, the whole point of that is because you don't want the person to know that you're coming. You want to catch them doing something. You want to surprise them. You want to see what it is for yourself as opposed to trusting and believing what they're saying to you is true. And so if you have insecurity, if you don't have trust in a relationship, then you have no relationship. So, you know, if I'm home chilling, you know what I'm saying, why Why would you not just, hey, oh, I'm on my way over? You know, the only reason you would pop up is because, one, you don't think I'm just home chilling. You think maybe I'm home chilling with somebody or I'm not home at all and you want to see for yourself because you don't trust what I'm going to tell you. That's the only reason to just pop up. I mean, we live in a world of, you know, house phones and cell phones and instant messengers and, you know, 
I mean, it could be anything. I mean, I had to stop by your place earlier on to, to pick up something. Courtney, I sent you an inbox. Hey, I'm five minutes away. Come outside real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it doesn't even have to be a phone call. You can just let the person know, like, hey, I'm on my way. Why would you not do that? You know? So it's it's all ridiculous. Now, as far as giving keys, I mean, that's a, you know, I'm not uh, an advocate of living together or, you know, prior to marriage. I don't really think that's a good idea to do. It's kind of setting yourself up, I believe. But um, I mean, you know, keys in in the in the case of an emergency, like maybe you're engaged, maybe you know it's just a situation where you need to have access to the place. Maybe you know work hours are a little bit weird, and you know maybe I have a dog. I need you to come feed my dog. I'm not going to be, you know, whatever it is. Situations like that. I could see a very specific reason for you having a key, but making it for that purpose. Not just, oh, yeah, hey, uh, let's just, yeah, here, here's a key, just to have it. Like, for what? That's setting yourself up for failure. I'm a believer that, you know, people need privacy. And I think we live in a society where cheating has become so, you know, rampant, so so, you know, common that people equate vulnerability or they equate, you know, privacy, you know, or defined roles as a red flag. You know what I'm saying? And it's not. Privacy is not a problem. You know, everyone needs privacy. You might be taking a smash. You don't want someone popping. I mean, you know, keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, maybe you just want to take a nap. You don't always want company. And there's nothing wrong with that. My wife has privacy. I have privacy. You know, there's nothing wrong with privacy. So, I mean, that's how I feel about it. And, you know, a lot of this stuff, you guys got these answers, guys, are very much, many of them are indicative of emotional unavailability, past hurt, past pain, past heartbreak, lack of trust, insecurity, low self-esteem. These are all, you know, clear and blatant examples. And you guys got to know, if you're single, people are watching you. You know, ladies, these guys are like vultures. In my group and other groups, they're watching. They, You know, I have these discussions. Men inbox me like, yeah, man, yo, keep them questions coming because I'm just why Marv used to hit me up every day, rest in peace. We used to talk every day about these discussions. You know what I'm saying? He used to post situations, you know, different things just to kind of gauge what was what. These guys are looking for wives, ladies. You know what I'm saying? So your answers a lot of times are totally disqualifying you. So you got that's why you guys got to listen to these shows. You guys, you know what I'm saying, and really incorporate this stuff. How many more testimonies do you need to hear? Do you need to see of people be, you know, say, "Wow, you know, I got my husband just from listening to your show. Wow, I've been doing counseling with you. Wow, you know, my husband found me like if you're debating, you're just you're gonna be single. You had a chick on there talking about some. What are you talking about? I got I had a ring at 24. 24. You're 60 years old. What you mean? <laughs> what you talking about? What happened when you were 24 and you 60 and still single? You, I mean, no disrespect, guys, but look at these debates. They're ludicrous. I'd be looking like, yo, who are you debating when you're 70 years old? Talking about what happened when you were 24. I see why you're single debating with me. You can't be a married man. You will, listen, you will never see two married couples, two married people arguing. You'll never see a happily married man arguing. You'll never see I've been doing this a long time, a very long time. I've never had a debate, an argument with a married woman. You will never see that. 
You will never see that. You'll only see single women, usually over 50, over 60, debating about ridiculous stuff. You know what I'm saying? You don't see that. So just listen and learn and keep it moving. Now, this is another good one. So how long, okay, we're talking about Ash State on advice questions, right? How long should a man wait before calling after numbers? Actually, just it was a trick question, okay? The question was, how long should a man wait before calling? But that the trick question was, was why, do, why does a man have to call at all? You know what I'm saying? Like, think about that for a second. Uh, and so look at the answers. Look at these guys are following in the, in the friends group. Think about that. Why, are, why do we have to call? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, he should call within 24 hours, within 48 hours. Who are you to say what a man has to do? Ladies, y'all don't know by now these men are not pressed. Y'all don't know by now these men don't have to prove anything to you, okay? If anything, you have to show that you are worthy of of being a wife. You are the one trying to get chosen. These men aren't pressed. We are the hunters. We are hunting, not you. You're not the hunter. We don't have to show you. You got to show us. And so at the end of the day, now, once again, I've said this for years, once you show yourself to be worthy, then we, you will get the world. Then you will get the treatment that you desire. But that only comes after you have differentiated yourself from the, the Beyonce's of the world, the Nicki Minaj's of the world, the hoes of the world. You don't know what we don't know you. We don't know you. You gotta show us something. Y'all want the benefits from day one. You want the chivalrous treatment from day one. From day one, you haven't shown me nothing. You have to show us something. And that's what these women out here are not doing. The woman said the craziest thing. She said, no, I'm not calling. That's the man's job. The man's job? What are you talking about? Who said that? Who are you to say what my job is? Life will go on. These women are growing up single, bitter, thinking these men are chasing these 40-year-old, 50-year-old women. I'm like, yo, what are you saying? No one's worried about you. Seriously, these men are going to get married. You better wise up. You better get out of 1960. These men are trying to find cool, humble, laid-back, friendly, cool chicks, down-to-earth chicks. You, you, you having some 1940s mentality is going to leave you single. I mean, I mean Courtney, you're doing pretty good tonight. Well, I'm going to give you one shot at this. When my <laughs> wife and I exchange numbers, who you think called for? Hold on, let me, hold on she, she, she might be listening. I don't want to get Courtney. <laughs> hold on, let me, let, me, let me say quiet. When we exchange numbers... Who do you think called first once we exchange? Who, just give, I'll give you one. Who do you think called first? She called you. Right, and I'm not making that up. I'm not, and I'm, and I'm not bragging. I'm not saying that to say anything. I'm just saying that she, you know, now she mispronounced. We joke about this. She, she talking about so she picked up the phone. Oh my, y'all probably heard this. I know. Quick, she said, "Hey, um, hey, th- hey, this is Danny." I said, "What?" I said. Okay, hello. Like you, nobody so usually. Oh, can I speak to Dana? Oh, can I speak to? This? She said, "Oh, hey, what's up? This is Danny." She didn't know how to pronounce my name. You know what I'm saying? So she just said, oh, "Hey, this is Danny." I said, "Why didn't you just ask me? Hey, look, how, how you pronounce your name?" She's like, "Look, you would have said it." She's like, "I was waiting for you to say." I like it's Dana. It's just two syllables. She's like, "Oh, I ain't know." I was like, "Okay, that's cool." But you see what I'm saying? She, but she called though. You know what I mean? And and there's nothing wrong with that. If you're feeling somebody, if you're interested in somebody, give them a call. Y'all, see, that game plan is gonna leave y'all single. 
Listening to Steve Harvey is going to leave y'all single. All these relationship rules is going to leave y'all single. Stop playing these games. Stop being afraid of rejection. Stop being afraid of uh, uh, vulnerability. They're just going to leave you single. Now, once she called me, once, you know, she showed that interest, then I showed interest, and then we took it from there. We, You know what I'm saying? And, and we, things moved the way they should move. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with showing interest. We live in a society that says, oh, men have to do everything. Men, men have to chase. Men have to pursue. No one is pursuing you guys. You guys got to lose that. No one out here is special. You know what I'm saying? Not at first, at least. You're only special until you show that you're special. You can't expect to be pursued and chased at ever. You know what I mean? You can't. No one's gonna chase you. Okay. Now, if the if we're if we're running towards each other, then I'm not chasing you. You're not chasing me. We're running towards each other. So for you to me for you to think I'm gonna chase you or pursue you, that means you're running in the opposite direction of me, which would be ludicrous if you think I'm chasing you. That's just you know that's just not logical. But yet, yet and still, you see debates like these, you see threads like these, where the vast majority of women are saying, I expect him to call me. There's no reason to call you. If a man is getting five to ten numbers every night or every weekend when he goes out, what, you know what I'm saying? Why, why would he be worried about you, especially if you haven't shown him anything? So you just got to look at it from a logical standpoint, from really almost a number standpoint. We're hunters. Hunters don't hunt one deer. They don't hunt one whatever. They're hunters. They go after multiple animals until they find what they want. And that's kind of how we do it. So just listen to that and understand it and, and govern yourself accordingly. You know, a lot of women are, are, are you know, flaunting their bodies as, that, as the bait. But, you're, you know, everyone's seen a nice set of, you know, breasts. You know, everyone's seen a nice smile, nice eyes. Nice, you know, body, you know, booty. You know, these things are not things that sustain relationships. You know, if all you have to offer, or or if the main thing you have to offer is your body, you're gonna get, you're gonna be single a very long time. No one cares about your body, ladies. You can put them things away. You know what I'm saying? Like we've seen them. We're not impressed. It's no big deal. I mean, seriously, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wear this tank top. Oh, I like the way my cleavage looks in this shirt. And they really be thinking they're doing something. I just be looking like, yo, it's just boobs. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, Courtney, you used to, I mean, come on, keep her. You used to think that when you put on certain outfits, you were actually doing something. You really thought you were impressing these dudes, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And, and you know, based on their reactions, I thought, like many women, you know, you wear those outfits, you show off your body, then, you know, they quote-unquote chase you or they show you a lot of attention. And so now you think because they're showing you a lot of attention that they're actually interested in you and they want to get to know you, you know, you'll let them call or let them call you constantly because without answering because you want to feel like you're chased and all this stuff. Meanwhile, he's just doing it for the sex and that. You know, that's the sole reason. But a lot of women get caught up like that and wonder why after they gave it up, then now he's gone. Because he didn't want you for you. He wanted you for what you sold to him, which was your body. That's it. <clears throat> I wish people I wish people understood. I wish women understood that, you know, women like Beyonce are average. They, their average bodies, like, you know, 
the, here's watch this. Here's the irony. Here's the irony. When people think of wife, no one thinks Beyonce since we've been talking about her. They they she's not even in the conversation. But watch this. Even the dudes who are like really into the overly sexualized images, they're not even looking at Beyonce like that from a body standpoint. Now they're talk, they're looking at um, you know people like Esther Baxter and she's old school like but you know Buffy the Body uh, who's more who's, who's more recent even Nicki Minaj you know or uh, Kim Kardashian or uh, Black China or uh, you know like these video vixen Amber Rose so it's like Beyonce is like somewhere like in limbo nobody her attitude totally turns men off no one in their right mind would ever marry Beyonce. And notice I said in their right mind, Jay-Z is the ultimate clown. Kanye West the ultimate clown. But, like, when people think bodies, like, even the homies, they be, you know, we talk about certain stuff. And even body-wise, nobody's looking at Beyonce. They're talking about, like I said, like, Black China, who's, you know, the tiger's wife. I mean, you know, from a, from a, from a, like, oh, dang, she's thick. Even dudes be like, yo, dang, she's super, super thick. They're looking at the Instagram models. They're looking at the, the, the video vixens. Like, even, like, the dudes that are even on that whole you know, body thing. So just just please, if you don't listen to anything I say tonight, please don't think that there, that your body, even the quote-unquote, you know, Queen B, you know, Beyonce or whoever, she's like nobody in the grand scheme of things, not with men, not to the people who you even want to, you know, like I said, the real men don't want to marry her, and, and the, the, the weirdos, the sex fiends, they don't. They're not even pressed to have sex with. I. I was just talking to somebody earlier. I was like, "Yo, what you think about Beyonce?" You know, she. All right, she kind of skinny for me though. I like them a little thicker than that. I'm, I'm like, of course you do. So you, it's just like you're. She's in limbo. Let's do one more, guys. We got a couple minutes left. So here's the last one. I told a young woman I would. I would uh, answer this question for a really good question. She asked. She said, "Hey, I have a relationship question. I have. I've been in a." wonderful relationship with a, a God-fearing man for a year and a half, and he's an accountant. I'm dealing with some financial issues uh, and uh, with me and helping out my parents. I need to start saving and paying some bills off. We've talked about marriage but are not engaged. When do you have a discussion talking about finances? Now, this is a, a really good question. It's an interesting question, mainly because, you know, she says we've we've been together for, you know, a little while. Relationship with God. Uh, he's a God-fearing man for a year and a half. A year and a half is really right around that time where he's probably, if he's going to do it, he's probably already has a ring on layaway, unless he's balling like that. But he's probably got something on layaway, and he's planning on doing it any day now, if he's going to do it. Um, you know, two years, three years, when you get into that stuff, four years, five years, it's, you know, he's not, he's still looking. He's made a decision in his mind that you're not the one. So I would look out for that ring sooner. Now, now don't start tripping. Don't start pressuring him. Okay. But just be, but just know that that timeline, you know, know what it is. Okay. So there's that. But she said, you're dealing with some financial issues. Um, you know, we have talked about marriage. I'm just going to say be careful, not about this particular situation, but in general. Ladies, be careful, okay? Be careful of men who talk about marriage. Be very careful of that. 
Because 99% of the time, that's all it is, is talk. I've said this before, but I'll say it again just in this context. When you really want to marry somebody, there's not a lot to talk about. Okay, there's not a lot. You, you love them. You've identified them as being a, you know, having qualities that a great wife would have, and, and that's just what it is. You make that decision. You're going to marry them. You take steps to do that. You save money. You put a ring on layaway. You eventually get off. You ask her to marry you, and then after that, you figure it out. You know what I'm saying? You work it out. You work out the budget. You work out the wedding. You work out the honeymoon. You work out the living situation. You figure everything else out. But prior to the ring, there's not a lot to talk about. And the, and I'm just, you know, keeping it real tonight. The instances and the situations where I've seen where there's been an extensive amount of talking about marriage prior to engagement, those situations usually don't lead to marriage. There's usually some breakup. There's usually some craziness going on. So just be careful about that. All right, but I wish you guys the best as far as that goes. Hopefully that ring is coming sooner rather than later. But to answer the original question is, when do we start talking about finances? Well, I think that kind of goes with what I'm saying. Um, I mean, you can talk about stuff. You can talk about generalities, you know what I mean? Like, okay, well, this is how I'd like to do things hypothetically or once, you know, we get to that point or whatever. But when you start talking about your finances and I start talking about my finances and we're talking about our finances and you're doing that stuff before you even have a ring, that's a red flag to me. There's nothing to talk. You don't need to be talking about finances before you've even made an arrangement that you're going to be together and intertwine your finances. To me, that's premature. To me, that's backwards. So I don't, I would, I, you know, it's nothing to talk about. And you can even ask, like, yo, what are we talking about? You're, you're, I mean, you have to say it like that, but it's just like, what are we talking about? I mean, that's just my thoughts. I mean, thoughts on, I mean, how do you feel? I know you're not engaged. I know you're not in a relationship. I know there's really no point in me asking you. But for the for argument's <laughs> sake, Courtney, I mean, let's, let's, let's humor the people. What's your thoughts yeah, let's, Well, I do have something to add. I, I'll, I'll add um, to what you were saying as far as finances. Um after the, you know, if it, you know, reaches a point where you get the ring and you have the conversation, I, I will say that it shouldn't be much of um, a worry on finances because if that's the person that God has for you, then we'll work it, finances included. And so, you know, I don't think it should be anything to worry about if you're in that position where you're engaged to the man that God has for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's the key thing there. When you say he's a, a man of God, he's the man that God, God has for you, then that's where you trust God and really believe that. And, like, and, you know, like Courtney said, everything will work itself out. These are situations you won't really have to concern yourself with. And, you know, I wish you guys the best. Guys, we're just about out of time. I want to thank you guys for listening. And I told you I had a lot to talk about tonight. I told you whether it's Prince, whether whether it's the entertainment industry, whether it's politics, whether it's Beyonce and this craziness, you know, just anything. Just, just you know, always put God first. Always understand that, you know, there is an agenda that, unfortunately, when it comes to celebrities in the entertainment industry, 100% contradicts and conflicts with the word of God. It's never going to be a time when the entertainment industry has a motive and an agenda that coincides with God's word. So, you know, just really ask yourselves, if you're 
a member of the beehive, if you like to debate about certain things, you really just got to ask yourself, who am I? What do I stand for? What do I represent? Is it the world or is it the word? And if it's the word, then you really got to, you know, just make that decision that you're not going to support certain things because at the end of the day, we got to take a stand, you know, and just I would hope that that decision would be made to take a stand for, uh, you know, for what's right and for God, whether, that, and that, you know, that includes homosexuality, this transgender movement, Beyonce, or anything, any other new trends. We're going to see new trends. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse, and so we just got to have that rock to, uh, you know, to lean on and to keep us keep us grounded in, in that foundation. So, uh, guys, I thank you for spending your Friday night. Just about out of time. Thank you for listening. Uh, 855-55-DAYDON, free, uh, you know, counseling session. Reach out, email DAYDON or Courtney at trctoday.com. If you want to, if something said tonight, you want to take it to that next level and, you know, start the, start the, the process of change. So, again, guys, thank you, and uh, we will see you next time. Yeah.